sing in the intro. <laughs> oh my! God. Welcome. No, I'm not going to sing anymore. Welcome to the Exploded Head Horror Movie Podcast, episode number eighty. We're back. Brandon's back. This is official. It's official. I'm back, everybody. Episode yes. eighty. Wow. It's good to be back. Welcome it back. It really is. Great to have you, the buddy. The show it's sucked great. without you. <laughs> no, I know. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> now, for, first of all, first of all, I just want to say thank you to you guys for. I mean, first of all, like I was like pleading with you guys, go on, continue recording because I didn't know how long I was going to be out, and you know, this last month it's been just a freaking nightmare, but things are looking good now, and uh, I just want to thank you guys for not only continuing to record but to like save these patreon episodes for when i came back because i was looking forward to doing these and uh you know you guys were like no we're not going to do regular shows without you we'll do just bonus episodes and stuff and i needed those you know kind of just keep my mind off of things and uh now that i'm back i'm ready and focused so thank you to youtube and uh and youtube and uh and uh and everybody who who filled in, Watson, Moods, uh, Jerry, Venom, uh, that other guy, the other guy. I knew it was Neil. I just wanted to, I just wanted to refer to him as the other guy. Nah, they were they were all great. It was great to hear all of them on uh, on the show, and it's good to be back, man. What a bullshit artist. <laughs> I'm the bullshit artist. Dave's the one who's telling everyone they're my favorite podcast. Yeah, I know. The next episode. Every episode, there's new favorites. I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard Brandon mention any of these guys before in my life. (laughs) I didn't even know who some of them were. They're all humbled, and I'm like, what the fuck? Really? What? Did I miss an episode? Dave Z, I I know how to, I know how to smooth talk, homie. I'm like, Carly was gonna be on. When the hell did Brandon ever mention Carly? Carly is my favorite podcast. Me too. Me too. I am with When JP lets her talk, she's my favorite podcast. Wow. Here it is. The group is back. The Beatles is back. Fuck Ringo. No, it was it was nice having like, you know, the the support of like all the hosts from Horrorphilia. Like everyone comes together. It's a nice it's a nice little family we got. No, all joking aside, those they were fun shows. Yeah. But I mean, again, I love having you. This is the team. This is what it's all about. And it was great. We had some great conversations, a lot of fun, a lot of firsts. Moods was on our show for the first time ever. Uh, so it's going to happen again. You know it's going to happen again. Unless we continue to war with them. Jeremy keeps pushing this war, this war <laughs> on Patreon, which we gave up on. I mean, we, we did it. We nailed it. We pulled back. We're done. Right. <laughs> and you still I'm, going. I'm, <laughs> on behalf of my people... The Jews. I want to apologize for Jeremy because he's just a walking stereotype. It's so bad. It's terrible. I'm like, I know he's joking around. And I'm fucking with him right now, but damn, like, who cares? You don't listen. Yeah, you he's, don't he's not listening anyway. I've already no. got. I've already started preparing the new segment, Exploding Heads Extras. I told you the. It's called Undead Mail, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it'll be out coming soon. It'll be video only segments right to the Facebook page. <laughs> Nice. Do it. Do it. Undead. Well, uh, the, the Patreon thing, check it out. We've won. And I, 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 I'll tell you why we've won. Because I'm going to put them over, but I'm also going to say that we've won because of it. Jeremy announced yesterday. Today's 420, by the way. Hey, 420 was ever hey. so. Unfortunately, 
I can no longer partake. But hey, uh, I'm 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 trying to move to Nevada. I'm trying to put that in my wife's head. My wife and daughter are in Nevada right now visiting their family. So they're there hanging out. And my wife, I'm trying to get my wife to move back to Vegas. They don't want to go because my mother's here and my daughter's her only granddaughter. So then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play with my wife's head a little bit and tell her this. <laughs> hey, you guys are in Reno, okay? My daughter's hanging out with her cousin, who's the same age. They're having a blast together. You can hear the kids; they're loving it. My my cousin, pardon me, my wife's cousin. They're 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 basically like sisters. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try this. So I sent her a message. I go, what do you think we we moved to Reno? She's like, what? Are you serious? So all of a sudden, now she's not so opposed to it because it's Reno, not Vegas. Now, fuck my ma. You know what I mean? She's she's not bringing that up, right? It's, but fuck I know. Creator Walker. Right. <laughs> You got to play to it. But then I said, hey, check it out, honey. Weed is legal in Nevada. I said, you can even walk in the stores. They got edibles, the whole nine. Now I have a reason to go. It's not selfish. You guys have your thing. <laughs> this is perfect. This is perfect. perfect. So stay tuned. We'll see what happens. But today's 420. Maybe one day, maybe next year I can partake. Although it is kind of like amateur night for for smokers, it's like it's like the night before Thanksgiving or St. Patrick's Day for real potheads because they smoke every day anyway, almost. Or you know, but I, what am I missing here? Fucking Canada! Oh my god! Yeah, sorry, it's How Easter weekend. Know? I thought we we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus. I'm like, why does Brandon care? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who killed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Four twenty. Oh, I'm okay. like, what? Is this a new Star Wars reference? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> 420's been around before they started that bullshit with fucking May the 4th, and they started that other bullshit. What's that other day they talk about now? May the 4th be with you. I fucking hate that yeah, shit. It's my anniversary <laughs> day, and it has nothing to do with that bullshit either. But do you sign Do you sign your anniversary cards to your wife? Like, well, it's been we, a great yeah. X amount of years. May, may the 4th be with us for yeah. years to come. <laughs> now we do, of course. Yeah. Just piss each other off. <laughs> What's that other holiday that got made up not too long ago? It has to do with a date. I never heard of it before, but it's recent. Day. Oh, Independence <laughs> Day. It's like, uh, something to do with a, with a horror movie. Oh, there's like a Krampus night now, and like they, they started doing that like three years ago. It was something to do with a date. And Canadian, then some, Canadian 4th of July? Canadian, yeah, that's the fifth. Which is, which is in October. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we all hate you. I know. I don't know why. I I always go back to that one joke. No, no, not <laughs> you. I mean, Canada hates the states. Oh yeah, mm. I don't blame. It. I hate the states. Not, not you I've personally. Had enough. I'm, I'm ready to come to Canada. <laughs> well, four twenty. It's got to be weed. Weed is all over Canada, right? It's, it's legal yeah. more, more there than it is here. It's legal everywhere. So they don't have four twenty. They don't have four twenty there. They don't talk about it. No, I don't. I know. Maybe. Well, maybe I'm just not up on the on the no, lingo. Four twenty. You would have heard it by now. It's all over the place. It's okay. Forget I'm, about it. You know what? Maybe it is. Like I, I couldn't. I'm not name... even a big weed guy, and I know 420. Everyone well, knows. Like, like it's just it's 420. I'm not even sure what what it means. But you know, when everyone's someone's like, oh, it's 420, or you know, even when the time is 420, like oh, it's 420. Uh, yeah, yeah talking, that's yeah. We're talking angel dust. Then I'm your man. <laughs> <laughs> is there an angel dust holiday? <laughs> yeah, I I just, that's such a, like an 80s reference. I don't even know how we got on this topic. I was going to say, horophilia. I don't know, horophilia. Horophilia led to angel dust. <laughs> is this episode even going to be listened to by anybody? Is horophilia alive? Unless you're 22 shots? Oh, yeah, 22 shots. That's what I was talking about. Okay, yeah, that too. That shit. 22, we won the Patreon war, and I'll tell you why. Because 
they had, Jeremy announced yesterday that at the end of the year or sometime in the near future, they are going to be giving away a 4K TV to that their JP, patrons. That JP stole. Oh, so- see that? Well, if he stole it, that goes against my whole thing. See, I'm going to say that we won because you got to think about that. A 4K TV, that's probably like 100 bucks a month out of, out of their Patreon. So if they're beating us by $100 a month, well, then guess what? We're not giving away a fucking 4K TV. We're pocketing the fucking money. I don't give a shit. He didn't. He didn't mention it. This was like a 2015 before HDR came out. <laughs> I'll give out an, an old 13-inch tube TV. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I saw JP wrote that. You know, oh, we're going to be giving away a uh, a 4K TV. I thought to myself, how about giving away a decent episode? Oh. <laughs> and- <laughs> you know what? When I read that, I'm like, hey, that was that's a good promo. But we won. No, yeah. it is. Yeah, we, but it, we, it's we, awesome. It Unless, was just for that one month. We knew it was going to be for that one month, considering one of the donations we got. And uh, unless, you're, unless you're Louie, who wanted to like to shoot us in the streets, Brandon, you're friends with this guy. Is he a good guy or not? Who? Louie. I don't know. He wears a hood. He's on the 22 oh, Strikes Lu- page. Oh, Louis. Yeah, he's. Oh, yeah. Louis. Sorry, he's, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah. Sorry, Louis. Yeah, he, I, yeah, no, he's fine. He's fine. I actually I thought used he wanted to, uh, to kill us in the streets. Back in the day, yeah, no, he's a he's a he's a good guy. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was like, like oh, I should start like a war. It, but I was like, yeah, nah, he's he's a he's a good guy. Okay, sorry, Lewis, you're okay in Brandon's eyes. That means you're okay in my eyes. Me too. I don't have to stab you now. <laughs> With nothing, I'm like, I, please, please don't make me do anything that I don't want to do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, horophilia. Let's hope it's still around when this when this is heard because we've had all this drama lately with uh, n- none to do with anybody except uh, the web the web host or whatever the hell that Jason has to deal with. We've had problems. The site's been down. People have been making posts on the page. We've had several people inquire about it, and we're we're in the process of going back up. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the future is uncertain. I do want to take this opportunity right now to say that two weeks from today, when this show drops. About approximately two weeks from today is when the next show is going to drop. If you don't see us somewhere, look for us because there will be a show coming out. Yeah. So what I'm saying is if you subscribe to something and it doesn't pop up, that means we've had to jump ship and go independent because if it goes down, we're going to have to go somewhere. You know what I mean? So Jason says that it's easy as hooking up the subscriptions from the iTunes to, to a new account if we had to create one. But – I don't trust anything because when it comes to tech, I just don't trust it. So if two weeks go by or any time, if there's ever a two-week period that goes by and you don't hear anything from us, you're going to have to look for it. Go on. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is we're going to be out there. You just may, may not know where to find the show. Either Come find us. We'll be floating around like those bad guys in <laughs> Superman 2. In that, like, <laughs> what's that shit called? Jor-El! Please yeah. find us. <laughs> we're gonna be out there look at our twitter look at uh, join the facebook group page again one more reason to go to stay in the loop just uh, our instagram whatever it is if you go there and we have to get if we have a new feed that is where you're gonna we're gonna put it out there so you know we don't want to you know have you guys miss out on the show we don't want to miss miss out on you guys listening um how about our theme song that was pretty cool we played it backwards and we discovered what they were saying yeah dude that was crazy yeah when i heard that i 
Amazing. Huh? I mean, I knew it was. That's the funniest part. I'm like, oh, he probably just reversed dialogue, but I wasn't actually thinking it was anything like but gibberish. So then when it actually, when I played it backwards to be the theme song for the bonus episodes, it was absolutely insane that it says like something like listen to exploding heads if you know what's good for you or something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. And like 22 shots is awful. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other guy's terrible uh, exploding heads one Patreon it says all that like just play it backwards just reverse it <laughs> you just have to listen Jeremy <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah I you knew that you you figured that it was just dialogue reversed I had no like I had no clue well like, I, just, I thought I thought they were actually saying something and I just couldn't understand like well, I could, I could tell it was reversed, but I actually did think it was... I never tried to reverse it before. I just figured they yeah. were like going, apples, oranges, rah, 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 and then, then just reversing it to <laughs> give the effect. I didn't actually apples. think it was anything like that. Uh, uh, that should be our next theme, theme song. Apples, apples and oranges, apples and oranges, apples and oranges. <laughs> Supposedly that's like a technical thing, like when you're doing, you know, when you're shooting and you're, you're cutting back and forth, and so you're shooting from behind the person, and they're supposed to be saying the dialogue... They're supposed to be just going like apples and oranges, apples and oranges, apples and oranges. So their mouth is moving. Yeah. That's the film lesson for today. <laughs> is Dave still with us? I don't know. Dave, Dave gave up. <laughs> Dave muted. Dave's on mute for some reason. Yeah. I see his mic is literally on mute. Okay, now he's back. I'm not on mute. I thought I, this fucking thing. Dude, I I, dude, honestly, I've noticed this lately with, with uh, Skype is that, you know, because when I Skype with friends, like sometimes we just like mute each other for fun. Right. Like, just to annoy each other, like, somebody will be talking, and we'll put them on mute, and they'll just talk for another 10 minutes, and they don't even realize it. But lately, people are just automatically going on mute, and it's causing fights, because people are like, oh, fuck you, Brandon, you just muted me. I'm like, no, I really didn't. I didn't know you can mute somebody else. I can't mute you. How do I do that? Yeah, you can. You literally click on the picture in the top. Click on the picture oh, well, of me. We had this power all along? <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> hey, here, watch, the listeners. You hear Dave? Dave's gone. Yeah, I just awesome. muted him. <laughs> that's fantastic. I can, oh, yeah, I can just mute you here, right? Oh, that's Did a fantastic. No, I muted me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave, unmute yourself. I can't unmute you. The crazy thing is, you can mute someone, you can't unmute them. There oh, we go. Oh, God, everything I said was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I even told you I muted you. I know, but I thought, but it said I was unmuted, so I thought I came back. I was cracking up. I was cracking wise. And, oh, boy. Oh, I prefer anyway, to blur my back. Now we know. Yeah, we got sexy B or sexy C. I can't do nothing because I shut my camera off to to help this. But hey, Sorry. yeah, I've never seen him in the daylight before. I know, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's a good looking guy right there. It's a good looking Canadian right there. Thank you, sir. Indeed. What was I gonna say? Oh, indeed. Well, you're saying we had a busy show. There's so much you wanted to talk about. I, I said fuck it. I said fuck it. I'm gonna talk about it anyway. And if the reviews suffer, they suffer. They I, won't suffer. They won't suffer. <laughs> They're not gonna suffer. I want to tell you guys something. I watched all the Rocky movies right in a row the past two weeks. I marathoned them because nice. I'm not seeing any 2019 horror. I'm watching what the fuck I want, and I'm having fun. So I watched them all. I'm going to tell you how I rank them. Rocky 1, 2, and 3 are all 10 out of 10. Okay? Boom. Rocky 4, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay? That's the big news, though. But that's okay. the big news. It's 7.5. I gave Nightmare 2 6.5. Hey! Oh! Yes. So I've come around. So it's a seven and a half. I'll get into it on another show, why it is what it is, but it was kind of like one big music video in the second half. And it, it was kind of like Nightmare 3 to Nightmare 4, how they, not to, the, not, to the, not to the degree, the movie itself didn't jump the shark, but there are jump the shark moments throughout Rocky 4, in my opinion, from where it began to where, to where it went. But that, that's fine. Rocky 5, 
I give a, a seven. Um, Rocky six, also known as Rocky Balboa, I give a six and a half. And then Creed and Creed two, I give them both an eight out of ten. So what a solid series, man. But just I'm, wanted to. I'm a little higher on Rocky Balboa. I like Rocky Balboa five. Rocky five is my least favorite out of the series. That's fair. I, I like him going back home. I like the way he is again. I don't know. There's something about it, but. Can I uh, help you with something? <laughs> That's a line from Rocky Five. Sue me, sue me for what? Yeah. yeah. Sue for what? I love it. What a character. But anyway, that's another show. But the bottom line, if I'm going to a desert island, though, I'm probably bringing Nightmare 2 over Rocky 4 still. I'm just saying. Mm. I know. I'm sorry. I'll bring Rocky 3. But either way. Um, and one more thing. This is about... This is a, oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is a month old. But I promised people on the page that I would talk about it again. It, last time we recorded together, I mentioned that I was going to show Sleepaway Camp to my daughter. Ooh. So... Yeah, so I put something up on the, on, on the group page, and they said, so what'd she think? What'd she say? And I put up a reaction video, but for whatever reason, I guess the video was too long. It wouldn't work on the site. So I said, next time we record, I'll do it. I didn't want to do it without Brandon being here. I wanted it to be an official show when we did it. So check it out. <laughs> this is what she said, and this is what happened. It's the thick part. Well, remember how there was a little girl and a little boy in the beginning? Yeah. Well, the girl got killed. Yeah, I know. I know that part, but right after that. What do you mean? What is she doing? She just standing there with her mouth open? <laughs> yeah, because she. Yeah. Because she killed him. <laughs> I don't get it though. Why is she doing that? <laughs> Why? Because she's been exposed. She. Everybody knows that, that she's a boy for real now. Oh. She just killed somebody. Well, she killed everybody. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Bada boom. She's right. But that's it. No shock. She wasn't shocked. She her only concern was not that she had a dick, that it was a boy, that the mouth was open and wide. <laughs> uh, well, because why? It was why. Uh, I've been exposed. Uh, like it doesn't make any sense. I was more creeped out why Christian's mouth was open during that scene. <laughs> you know what? I, I played it over by, by accident. <laughs> I think I played it twice. I think I played it and then I hit start again and it played because it was real long. So, but anyway, the reaction that everybody was curious about, she didn't give a fuck. That it was a boy and the all along. She was just concerned. And then after I shut the camera off, she asked me, she goes, well, if it was a boy, how come it had a voice like a girl? <laughs> and I, I said, I, I guess you just put it on, I said. But that's, there you go. That's a modern audience. That's a, a, a 12 going on 13-year-old watching this for the first time. It is not the same shock as when we were kids. Her right. only problem yeah, for Frankie, it was not. Frank, it was, yeah, Frankie just ruined Sleepaway Camp for me. She, she said, was just, why, "Why does she have? A, why does she have a girl voice?" Then, yeah, that's right. The movie sucks now because of that. Why does she have a girl voice? That that was her issue. Why does she have a girl voice if she's really a boy? And why is it standing there with its mouth open? <laughs> not that. Oh was my god! Give it her estrogen. <laughs> I don't know, but take her estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there you go, guys. Um, it did. She d- it doesn't work on her like it did on us. What did she enjoy the film though overall? Yeah, she didn't say anything bad about it. She, you know, it's another slasher. She she enjoyed it. You know what I mean? So yeah. But that was that. No big no big reveal. I find it funny that she didn't put it over. That it was just like yeah okay. Did she like? <laughs> did she like? Mel? You were you were hoping to scar her a little bit. <laughs> Did she ask what a baldy was? Like, I mean, there's there's so many questions left unanswered here. What's a baldy, Daddy? It didn't even affect her. None of that. Remember, this girl saw the Michael Jackson special. She saw abducted in plain sight. It's different now. Is it bad that I took my son to see Pet Cemetery? How old is he? Seven years old. (laughs) He loved it. Actually, he liked it the least out of all of us. He said that the, the sister was scary. But he said that he didn't think the rest of it was very scary at all. I think he might have the best taste of all of you. Oh, I feel oh. you haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm, I actually, I want to see it. I do. I do. Uh, Brandon, I'll tell you right now, if you're going to remake a movie, remake it. <laughs> it, it applies for this movie. It, yeah. it applies. That's what I like about it. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. We better move on now. Yeah. <laughs> but episode 80, we're back. It's Patreon crazy. Matter of fact, what are we talking about tonight? And, and who picked it? DB, my buddy. You, you take it from here. Who? You. Me? <laughs> I, think I, felt bad. I felt like I was interrupting Dave, and then all of a sudden it's like, you take it from here. We're doing our boy Derek Bougier, Mario Bava films. Three uh, random Bava films, Baron Blood from 72, Lisa and the Devil from 76, and his last feature film, Shock, which I believe came out in 79. Well, there you have it. We have Ghost Watch from Rob H. for a triple R. And we have, what's the Hammer film called? Oh, uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness from Robert P. So there you have it. Oh, and... shit. I watched Dracula Dead and loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up. Nice. You'll be and fine. I'm going, to... <laughs> I'm going to announce our next couple shows so everybody knows. 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85. Everything's been selected. So Patreon, <laughs> put it up there. It's already been put out there. Everybody made their selection. So if anybody has more, they want to message us and, and tell us what to do, we will obviously be getting to them. But um, the episode 81 is going to be the Del Toro trilogy from the Rand Man. And I, yeah, we're doing the three Del Toro films. And I forgot what they are because I'm an idiot. But I'll, I'll let you know by the end of the show. Two stars will be Clown House. Never seen it, so now I'm going to have to see it. Nice. And and Just Before Dawn from Gary M. Nice. Okay, yep. Uh, episode 82 is going to be our first year in horror show from our patron, Christine S., our favorite, picked 1982. Yeah. So we are Christine's going to awesome. Dis- yeah, she is awesome for sure. She is going to pick seven movies from uh, 1982, and each of us are going to be able to pick one f- that we want to bring to the table. So we'll, we'll see what they are. More on that next week. But that's what we're going to be talking, 10 films. A- episode 83 is the non-horror show, and that's from Derek B. He took that over, and um, three feature reviews. I don't know what they're called, but I know that they are the films from Fulci that are not horror. Yeah, so, and it's just a pretty uh, cool, cool idea, idea. Yep, yeah, sure. to – to feature a horror, a famous horror director, absolutely, his man. non-horror work. Yep, I can't it, talk. I've been out okay. too long. Yeah, you'll get it. You'll get it. Riding a bike, it, it, you'll get there. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the bushes right now. You <laughs> <laughs> will pick you up and wipe off your. Doesn't your realize that this is an interview to get back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <clears throat> and another feature review that show is going to be the Cell, and that's from Mark L. And I've Ooh. never seen the Cell, so. 
now now we're gonna have to watch it okay wow it's yep. been a long time since i've seen that but i'm looking forward to revisiting that nice and episode 84 another show from the ram man another trilogy carpenter's apocalypse trilogy so the Ooh. thing prince of darkness and uh in the mouth of madness we'll be doing all those and then we have two triple r's nightmares from 1983 and that's from gary and demon wind from chris awesome so, demon wind nice yep and nightmares i gotta say this before you go right to 85 our patrons are awesome i don't care if we're making money or not but they're awesome in the fact that <laughs> they have not really let us down with with terrible movies no they're not get they're not giving us you know crap movies to see us suffer these are some pretty awesome uh, lineups coming up. Why would they want us to suffer? They... Well, you, you see it on other shows. It's like, well, we're not <laughs> assholes. <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> it's like a hasty. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I could be an Jeremy. asshole. Yeah. Fuck Jeremy. Hashtag fuck Jeremy once again. But anyway, <laughs> no, I love him because he introduced me to, uh, to how to gank fucking movies from family video by switching the stickers around. That's why I'm getting all these great deals now. But anyway, that's another story. I'm wondering why Dave's collection has like tripled in the last week. I'm out of control, man. I gotta buy it. Dude, you cannot find... Here, this is proof, and, I, and I'm I'm sad about it. I'm not bragging. I'm sad about it because I'm, I'm back to full-time collecting. But this is further proof that, that physical media is dying. It used to be very easy to go to a store and buy a fucking DVD uh, shelf to put your shit on, I can't fucking find them anymore. I don't know where these guys are getting their shelves from because at Best Buy they didn't have it, at fucking um, oh. Kmart they didn't have it, probably Walmart, but I'm just saying, it used to be a lot easier. You can find, you know what, you look at it, go for VHS shelf, and then you'll be able to just uh, go from there. <laughs> yeah, I've been in the fucking stores. They're not there. That's <laughs> where the VH, VHS section is, and then ask where the the the, the, up, the, yeah. the upgraded section is. <laughs> well, I wanted to say Blu-ray shelf, but I didn't want to come off like a blue tuber, even though that's what it is for me. But it is blues. But I now, mean, now the 4K shelves, I hear they're much easier to see <laughs> in the stores. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't find these things anymore. It's not easy just to walk into a store and, and go get a shelf if you're a collector. You get, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can find those online pretty easily, though. But I always – I'm feeling, like, the opposite, like, with collecting. Because, I mean, I'm I'm still collecting not as much. But uh, but I'm finding that, that collecting is as strong as ever for physical media because the prices keep going up and up of these releases, and people are still buying them. Really? What do you think is going up? Well, I mean, you know, we had the whole Scream Factory thing where prices are going up. I'm seeing collector's oh. editions of, of, you know, certain films. Like there's an, you know, a Code Red release of, uh, of opera that just came out that I wanted to get because they have a standard Blu-ray edition that just came out that's like 15 bucks, And then they have a three-disc edition with a slip cover and it looks beautiful. And I'm like, ooh, I, I like that. I'll pay, you know, the extra 10, 12 bucks and, and get it for 25, 30 to have all those extra features. It was going for 50 Oh, yeah. That's the Manicarino but... edition. <laughs> <laughs> the special Manicarino. Nice. <laughs> Yo, no, 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 no. Check it out. Let me let me let me interject. Let me interject some seriousness into this. It's collecting from the collector perspective for of us being a niche audience yeah, okay. of, of yeah. horror geeks and people that are but that's a small percentage. That's not the world. So, yes, that's why they can gouge us because it's not easy to walk into a Best Buy anymore or a Circuit City or a Media Play or a fucking Walmart or any of these places that have come and gone or that are still hanging on. You can't just go in there and pick these movies up. So these guys are gutting us and the collectors are still paying the full price. 
So that, yes, there will be horror to get on physical media. But as far as walking into a store and getting it, it's all streaming is going, coming more and more. We have yes. a really good yeah. conversation on Rabbit and Red when I guest starred there about it. It, it. Very good show. I, I can't recommend it enough. A real serious conversation. And I was on the side of the collectors and physical media lasting. So, I, I, you know, that's if I have a dog in the fight, that's it. I think it's done. You cannot just as easily go buy a case anymore. You can't just go into a freaking and get a shelf for your, for your DVDs like it used to be. It's not it's prevalent. Even the little stand-up ones, the standees that hold like 20 or 30, you yeah. used to be able to see them at like a Walmart and places like that in the section where the TVs were and shit like They're fucking not there anymore. People are buy, people are, aren't buying them. You know what I mean? People are more streaming. And it's just, you know, except for us. Like I said, we're the niche audience. It's, it is. It is what yeah, it's like wrestling. No, no, you're, you're right. I can you see know? it. I see it. But then that's why they're raising prices because these idiots. Pardon, I shouldn't say that. Uh, strike that from the from the uh, the records, um, <laughs> because Struck. because these people will pay the price no matter what it is. They won't boycott. They want opera three disc if, even if it costs sixty dollars or whatever. They're gonna pay it. People don't know how how to have you know self control and say you know what, fuck you, Scream Factory and fuck you. We're not gonna pay those prices, but yeah, yeah. they still sell out. So until people can exhibit a little self-control, they're going to keep gouging us. But whatever. No, that's true. Because Best Buy, man. Oh, man, Best Buy just – it's awful, the movie sections now at Best no, Buy. It's, there's nothing left. It's sad. There's nothing. I know. FYE, too. But they deserve it because they overcharge. So, I mean, yeah. FYE is doing good for collectors that are getting used things. But anyway, let me say our last show. Episode 85 is the Ringu Trilogy from Kevin Corpy. Um Speaking of releases, so we're going to be doing uh, the the original Ring, Ringu, Ring, and the sequel too, and then um, Zero or O, whatever the hell you want to call it, the prequel. Those three, that is our trilogy that we're doing. Now the second one is Raisin, right? Nope, Raisin does not count in this in this in the, that trilogy. That is something different. The second is just called Ringu Two. It goes Ringu, Ringu Two, Raisin Ring came out bo actually before Ringu Two, but it's not. It's and not then, part of the official. And then Ringu Star. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. I'm Ooh. actually looking forward to that because I've never seen any of the original rings. Oh, boy. I can't wait till you see them. Awesome. Yeah, All right. I'm looking forward to it. All right. And then uh, we got two triple R's on that show. Devil. That's the one that was uh, produced by what's his name? Sh uh, Shyamalan. Love that movie. And yeah, it's a I good like movie. It. It's yeah. been a while. I own it. I like it. It's been a while, though. Well, let's see what happens uh, in 2019. And Starry Eyes. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so we that that's our lineup for the next five shows. So everybody knows what we're watching. You can get your hands on them, watch them. Now you know, because people have asked several times, hey, what are you guys watching? You know, if you can let us know before the show. So when it comes, we can listen to the show right away. So yeah, there's that's, the a, that's, a, that's a solid lineup. Yeah, it is. And anybody else, again, give us what you want. If it's out there, message us. Put it on the Patreon. I've been putting several things out there. Some people are, are cashing in and some aren't. But either way, we're taking your money. So we're, we're grateful. For you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love you guys Perfect. for it. So thank you and do what you got to do. If you ever have to do extra shows, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll have no choice. But we'll cross that bridge if and when we come to it. Yeah, so, you know, it, Christian and I were talking about that, you know, with, with schedules being thrown off and things getting chaotic at times. But, you know, for, for all the patrons who, who have picks, who want to make picks, we will at some point catch up and do everything you guys want us to cover. So I, I'm not worried about it. It will happen. 
it sucks that, you know, all this craziness and commotion is, you know, happened during the year of the Patreon. If it was just like a year, like where we were just doing our own thing, we could just whatever, take off three weeks and not do a show. But we're trying to at least keep up a little bit. Yep. We'll get there. We might gyrule you guys all. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? (laughs) I guess not. That's fucking great. That's why we need a soundboard. Son of a bitch. (laughs) One of these days, we got this patron money. If this fucking asshole would answer me, how many times did I ask Jeremy on the thing, where do I get this thing? (laughs) And I don't get an ad. I'm just going to message him directly. Jeremy, where do I find that freaking soundboard that you used twice and got banned from using it? Because <laughs> we'll use it right. <laughs> it's true. You know, I'll have it right here in my lab. I'll be pressing the buttons at the appropriate time, you know? But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll be, we're going to do three movies. Uh, what do you guys want to do them in order? You want to do the, um, um, like we usually do? Uh... Well, we have five movies. We just have to figure well, out. Well, yeah. Why, why do we do one bava? One yep. triple R, the second Bava, yep. triple R, and then the third Bav. Correct. You want to do the Bava in year order? Is that what you were asking, Dave? Yeah. Oh, All right, so sorry. I misunderstood. Sweet setup you got, man. Thanks. Yeah. Jealous. Look how comfortable he looks. <sighs> I'm not really comfortable because I'm sitting crisscross and I'm, my legs are sweating as a result. Applesauce? Crisscross yeah. applesauce. <laughs> I, you know what? I, that came out of nowhere for me. Me too. I, I didn't hear of it till like three years ago. Yeah, I yeah. All of a sudden, I'm, when I was working in in the schools with the younger kids, I you know they come and sit crisscross applesauce. I'm like, is that Indian style? They're like, oh, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why. I meant oh, yeah, that, that is what. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually why, and I I didn't realize that. Just that's like, true. Just like you know, with the Puppet Master show, I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Ding Dong Ditch. You ding can't dog, say ding dong ditch. No, ding dong. Duh, blah blah blah. Ding, <laughs> I, hate, I hate to say it. I'm not gonna say it, but I'm. I hate, I hate to even refer to it. But when we were kids, ding dong ditch was referred to as something else, and I know somebody's listening and they know what I'm talking about. We called but it. Unless, okay, maybe it's a dirtier version of Nikki Nikki Nine Door. What the fuck's that like a porno? What the fuck, <laughs> Nikki Nikki Nine Door? That's, <laughs> that's what we called it. <laughs> well. In is Buffalo, Lexington, New is Lexington stealing that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nikki Dial. Yeah. Nikki Dial. Yes, buddy. Woo. <laughs> no, in Buffalo, it was called something else. I'll just say it was called N word knocking. That's what it was always called out here. I never heard it called anything else until I watched Beavis and Butthead. And there was an episode about it. It was called Ding Dong Ditch. I said, <laughs> by that age, I wasn't doing it anymore. That's something you do when you're a kid kid. But I saw it go, Ding Dong Ditch. And of course, I know you can't call it that, but that's what it was called out here. So I assume this can't be the only place it was called because that's what the kids called it. So what did you call it, Christian? <laughs> Nikki Nikki Nine Door. <laughs> but I think I wonder if that Nikki Nikki was really n-word n-word and they it just changed it up yeah, you can, yes. you, that sounds much worse than what ours used to be <laughs> <laughs> I just don't play it anymore because everybody's got those cameras now on their freaking door <laughs> There's like... the African American community actually wishes you would go back to saying the n-word versus Nikki Nikki nine door <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Pretty soon you're not going to be able to say N-word. I mean, why is that any better? Oh, it's the N-word. <laughs> you're right, I guess. Uh, well, like, I'm just going to walk up to, hey, you N-word. Like, I mean, you can't, like, why would that be any better? 
No, you would still get killed for doing that. That's true. You you would, and you would you would have it coming. Yes, why? and I wouldn't. That's why I wouldn't say it. That's why I'm like, how did that? How did that replace anything? Wait, so you won't say N word like I just did? You won't. I, say well, that yeah, I usually I don't get myself into that situation. Well, I don't. Like, every other I say African Canadian. An Afro Canadian. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Amazing. So anyway, <laughs> apologies to, to 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 everybody for for that you know that terrible tirade. But that's just that's just, that's just the way the world was in the eighties, and um, now it's not. Thankfully, I mean, I think it's gone overboard with with some of the political correct and, and how offensive, how offensed, offensed is that a word? How easily, uh, I don't know, offended everybody is. Offended, but, yeah. that's that's but, but but but. Good changes have been made for the better. Yes. And, you can't dispute and, and apologies to all people named Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> New again. And, and anyone who lives in the You're big really old Nikki Nikki Nandor. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's offensive. Of all the talk, Nikki Nikki Nandor is the most dirty thing I've ever heard. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Nikki Nikki Nine Inch. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nikki. Uh, let's do this. We're, we got all right, Jens. Yeah, oh, let's. Yeah. All right, ratings. <laughs> Sorry, <All right>. <laughs> Let's start with our Mario Bava special. A young man visiting the castle of a murderous ancestor in Austria accidentally brings his dead relative back to life, searching for new victims. This is 72 Baron Blood. Baron Blood. Uh, this is a first time watch for me. How about me you? Me too. Me too. And it crossed off, uh, you know, oh, obviously sure. for this show and for the 72 show coming up that I'm doing with uh, 22 Shots. Oh, nice. There you yeah, go. So that was it was, aired yet? <laughs> two birds, one stone. <laughs> yes. Out of the three we did tonight for me, this was the most accessible. And maybe not for me. But what I mean, if I generalize our listenership, I think they would find this the most accessible. But uh, I'm generalizing. You don't think so? I'll tell you why. Because shock is on. You know what? I worded that incorrectly. I meant they would... It would probably be the most universally accepted, uh, enjoyed by the masses movie, is what I meant to say. Uh, whether I even articulated that correctly, you know what? I, I can agree with that. It's 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 of the three, it's the most straightforward. It's yes. sort of like there's there's no, I don't I don't want to say nonsense, but there's no sort of like um, surreal or crazy. Um, artistic underlyings in this. It's, it's, just, it's pretty much a straight story. I think it's just overly simplistic to a point where I'm like, I, I would have liked a little bit more... I, I, I don't even know what I'm looking for, but... Well, I think if just... you're comparing it to Lisa and the Devil, it, this is straightforward. Like I said, this is like a Phantom of the Opera-esque slasher movie, in a sense. It, it's, very, it's very straightforward comparatively to the other two movies. Yeah, but, you know, the other two movies, they, they you know... Lisa and the Devil especially gets right to the point also. But Baron Blood, you know what? You, you got our lead character, Peter, who arrives in Austria. He's a um, he's just finished up his master's degree, and he's there basically on holiday. He's meeting up with his uncle, and he's just going to chill out and research his, uh, his lineage. And it just seems like within, like, five minutes, you know, he's conjuring up his, his – his dead great grandfather, who happens to be this sinister Baron, Baron, <laughs> Baron Otto Van Kleist. Like all of a sudden, he has these incantations, and two seconds later, they're conjuring them up. Like where, I, where I would have liked a little bit more, I don't know, setup to that. 
Okay, so this was the last one I watched, and I'm just making sure my levels are okay. Hopefully they are. Uh, but the reality would be that uh, because it was the last one I watched, I was like, wow, this is the fastest paced. It, it, it's almost like the most entertaining uh, from the get-go. So, and it's mm. because of that. So I think I, I appreciated that because uh, Shock and Lisa and the Devil were more leisurely paced. So that's where I'm coming from. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. I didn't see it um, as a detriment to the film, but I totally agree with you. Yeah, I almost wish it was more accidental that that Peter con- conjured up uh, the Baron, because it was just so nonchalant. It's like, okay, I'm going to read this incantation, and then when they go back and they do it for the second time, and then like the uh, the reverse incantation just flies into the fire, like. <laughs> Nobody seems to give a shit until people start getting killed. It's almost like they don't believe it, which I guess they probably don't. They think it's just, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, like. Well, and I'm sorry for getting up, but the reason we don't give a shit is because that blonde is so drop dead fucking gorgeous. Yeah. That you can't El- stop looking El- at her. Elfie El- wow. El- Summer, El- <laughs> Summer, who's in this and Lisa and the Devil. Yeah. That's one thing that's great about horror, and you see this, and you see this in Hammer films, Italian films. You see it. You see it in in all horror films. Is that you know. The actors and actresses who uh, who do those types of films, they tend to stick with the genre. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. The girl from Baron Blood, the lead girl? Well, there's really only one girl, no? Yeah, Eva, who played the uh, assistant who was working on the hotel, on, on converting the castle into a hotel, plays Lisa in Lisa and the Devil. And, and which girl is she in this one? She's the blonde girl? Yeah, the, the yeah, friend? yeah. Holy cow. I mean, she's five years younger in this one. This one was made, you know, four or five years before, so. Wow, dude. Wow, because I'm watching Baron Blood, and I'm just like, I this girl is beautiful. Um, Holy cow. Well, you didn't think she was beautiful in Leeds and the Devil? I did, but I thought that she was different. I was trying to – I was actually looking and saying – I think she's really pretty. Is she as pretty as the first girl from, from the other movie? Because it's the same fucking girl. Well, again, so I watched Lisa the Devil, and then I watched this, and I'm like, did they just use the same plane? <laughs> because oh. Lisa, the, Lisa the Devil, and I, again, we'll talk about that after, ends on a plane, and this one fucking starts on a plane. <laughs> but, of course, they were filmed. Oh. like It was like a five-year difference. <laughs> it's kind of like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, how one ends with a plane and Day of the Dead starts, or, or, pardon me, uh, a helicopter, and Day starts with a helicopter, and it's confused people but ava is that the girl from from this one the, the yes. hot blonde one because there's two girls and ava isn't even the lead girl she's the the other one right no, this, a, a, ava's our lead girl here isn't there isn't this the movie where there's two <laughs> what movie did you watch Dave? no 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 there's two couples in this movie and they go to the castle am i right or am i right no you're talking you're thinking of dracula prince of, of darkness that's what I got confused with. The girl from Dracula, Prince of Darkness, because I watched that first. That's what I was thinking. Oh, man. And I'm telling him he's thinking of Lisa and the Devil, and now I'm, I'm wondering what the hell is... Oh, yeah, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, with the, with the brothers and their wives. Yeah, right. no, that's... I, wonder, I wonder if the Beatles struggled like this when they got back together. <laughs> <laughs> After Fucking a hiatus. Yoko. Yeah. Fucking Yoko. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, It's see... okay, John. We'll get, we'll get there. I am John. You're right, but um, the, the two blondes. Why I didn't make? I, I'm thinking of the other girl from freaking Prince of Darkness. I'm a fucking mess. That girl from Prince of Darkness was the knockout of knockouts. Anyway, oh, what, what's her name? The one who played? You're talking about the blonde from Prince of Darkness. Yes. But the yes. redhead from Prince of Darkness is also stunning, and she's uh, Barbara Shelley, who's huh? also who was a huge uh, yeah first horror star of like England, like you know, like the 
I forgot how they worded it. Fuck. Maybe you'll figure it out when we start reviewing that movie later on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get back to Baron Blood. Okay, how about Peter? How about Peter? It was bugging me. This reminds me of a guy from another movie when they were in the turtleneck and the hairstyle. And I'm by the end of the movie, I was going crazy because I'm thinking, I think it's a guy from another Italian movie, but I can't look up every Italian movie I ever watched. What am I going to do? Right? Well, and it literally occurred to me as the three of us are sitting here talking, it just poof, popped into my head. This guy looks just like, and I think his name is Peter in that movie too from Black Christmas. Oh my God. I, that's hilarious. I thought you were talking about Peter Cushing from uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and the opening scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about Nicky Nicky Nine Doors. <laughs> no, but all joking aside, yes. It's funny. I guess Peter's like their fucking turtlenecks. Peter? Yeah, they do. Yeah, Peter's like turtlenecks. That's and why is it always in these films that, I mean, and I have no, this is not an issue for me, but man. Peter gets there, and three days later, him and Eva are not only in love, but they're saying, you know, you're the only one for me. You're the only – like – Yeah, but they played with that because she was taking her – like, I, I love how he would try to put his arm around her, and she would, like, pull the arm off. And, like, yeah. they, they, it was kind of good. They played with it a little bit, so it wasn't just right into it. But, yeah, it was pretty <laughs> much right into it. And that's my problem with older films, and I've said that time and time again. It's like a – it's like a cliched thing about older movies that that I do not like. How people fall in love instantly all the time. You know, you have, you have I, you to know, have I a don't love mind interest. it for pacing issues, but it, it is funny to see. But the kills in this are pretty nasty. Oh, his face is great. Oh, it's, it's all gross. Yeah. The kills are good. Like like I said, I like he's wearing the cape and the hat. I mean, it, it's a really cool. It is. Yeah, it really it's is. Phantom of the Opera esque. Yeah, yeah. It, it very much is. With uh, with witches, you know they they use um this medium uh, what's her name? I don't know what her name is. I don't well, remember. The, the the witch the witch they talk about in here is Elizabeth Holly. She's blind. Who was cursed right? by the who, who was cursed by the Baron before she was killed, and she like uh swore uh you know e- eternal suffering for the Baron. So when the Baron died, you know he he basically suffered like the worst death possible. And then they use like a medium that they know of to help uh, to help uh, battle the Baron because at this point they don't have the uh, incantation anymore because you know Peter just let it fly into the fire with, without a care in the world. Christina, <laughs> oopsie, Christina, yeah. was Christina, she blind too, it. or am I confusing that with the? That's the Lisa and the Devil, the yeah, sudden Hawk blind Man. woman. That's the mother and Lisa and the Devil. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they watched the movies too close together. Now everything's blending together. But okay. Uh-oh. But anyway, yeah, no, that that scene was really effective as well. Uh, But it's you're going to hear me be a little repetitious here, but I guess because Mario Bava started as a cinematographer, it's exquisite. I know he wasn't the cinematographer, I don't think, on any one of these movies. I think there's a dedicated cinematographer, but the movies look amazing. The framing in these movies are great. Like, the the sets are great. Uh, And again, this is going to be a running theme throughout tonight. Um, other than Ghostwatch. But I mean, the, the reality is oh. that there's some great, great sets here. And that whole observatory thing, there was a movie we just reviewed recently. Not It was Don't Look Now. It reminded me of that cathedral-like yeah. area in there for a bit, like the way that, that staircase went up and, and everything inside. Oh, yeah, that, great. and I love I loved the scene where uh, where um, the Baron's chasing Eva through the, the narrow hallways of the castle. And yeah. it's just, yeah, you could say with any Baba film, 
and I, you know, like I said, I haven't seen all of his work, but now I've seen a majority. I'm definitely getting up there now. It, the set pieces are exquisite. The colors, you know, the, the look of the films is exquisite. The sound design, you know, the music, everything just fits really well. So it's, it's very, uh, very much eye candy. Yeah. You know, even, even if the film itself isn't holding you in, you're enjoying looking at what you're seeing. What did you guys think of the mystery of this one? I, I mean, I, I, I kind of called it like right away and I had never seen it before. I guess it's just, you know, maybe the fact of obviously just seeing a ton of movies since then. But well, well, you know what? I was looking at IMDb and unfortunately, you know, when you look at the cast and I was just seeing who's in it, it says Joseph Cotton, who I, who I really enjoy. And it says Joseph Cotton, Baron <laughs> slash Al- Alfred Becker. <laughs> I'm oh, like, no. oh, OK, yeah, it's. <laughs> So I'm not even looking to spoil the film yeah. for me, but it, it but it is very obvious, and that's a another critique I would have made is maybe the I don't know maybe it was a shock to some people originally, but I think it's it's so obvious that I think they could have maybe made it more of a big reveal, especially since they they focus a lot on that painting with the scratched off face. Yeah. So it should have been like a big freaking reveal at the end. Like maybe they somehow restore the face or somebody comes along who's able to restore the face. And it's revealed that it's uh, it's actually Alfred Becker who who buys the castle after uh, the hotel people. The hotel restoration guy gets killed. And well, you have a couple of red hair. You've got your crazy Ralph guy. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Fritz, right? Yeah. Fritz. Yeah. Yep. That, you know, that, kill, that was a great kill for Fritz in that fucking coffin with the... Uh, oh, the, oh, the Iron Maiden? Yeah. yeah, the Iron Maiden. The fucking aftermath of it when you fantastic. see the guts. Yeah. Oh, man, nasty. That nasty. was good shit. I, I'll tell you, one thing that deterred me from thinking that that guy was really this guy was that he was in a wheelchair. And then when he bought it and he goes in the house, I'm thinking, first and foremost, I didn't realize that, number one, this girl is a sudden expert on this castle so he just hires her okay you know a lot about this castle apparently i guess that i don't know they didn't mention that earlier she seemed like she was her first time there i don't know maybe i'm just missing well she was working on the restoration with the other guy who had his neck broken she was working on the restoration of the hotel turning it into a hotel so she was like an architect okay you know so so when you know when the uncle when peter's uncle carl said oh you know you might want her help she's you know she's qualified she's been working on this so so that that made sense to me in terms of you know she she's been working in here she knows what's going on she might be able to help you it it seemed like almost like he was trying to just like kind of get her work considering the project she was just working on fell apart because everyone was murdered and people were disappearing (laughs) okay thank you no i could buy that but then after they get in I'm, i'm seeing this guy i'm like why would a guy who's in a wheelchair buy a house with so many stairs? <laughs> but and they never also, show going up. You never. How does he get in and out? And the other thing is, that's there to throw the audience off. That's the only reason why it's there. Like, I I'm just gonna throw myself in the wheelchair and fool these fucking assholes over here. They'll never suspect <laughs> it's me. Like, what else? Like, who cares? <laughs> it's like it's totally for us, the audience, to go. Oh, I can't be him. Wheels over there can't be doing everything here. It can't be Wheels. you. Yeah. <laughs> I had him and I let him go. <laughs> wheels. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki, nine wheels. <laughs> oh, that's great. But here's what I don't get. So he was doing both at the same time. He was pulling double duty. He was walking. Was that a fake mask or was that really his? Well, that, his. 
appearance. Well, no, they said, they mentioned towards the end about you know the fact that they brought him back from this incantation. That if that was the truth, that why couldn't he just change his appearance? In in which case, okay, it makes sense. You could just go from being this hideous creature to being anyone you want. But why would you keep going back to being the hideous creature then? Or a guy with with well, I guess he really didn't have the bad legs, which we've already established. But at the <laughs> end, when he gets <laughs> the bad legs, the ba- he had the, <laughs> he had a case of the uh, bad legs. <laughs> 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 oh, these fucking legs! Uh, the I love when the people attack him at the end, maniac style. I think doesn't his face go back? Doesn't it go? Doesn't it actually do the Scooby Doo? And he gets like you see his face all fucked up again. First split I second. So. I think you do. Yeah. The funny part was when he went to that guy's house and <laughs> the guy just lets him in for yeah. no reason. It's tall, oh, come on in. <laughs> then then he asked for what. Water. He looks at the guy's face. He tells the girl, "Bring hot water." I'm like that's gonna help that freaking hideous thing. I'm like, what the? He fuck? wants to burn that it back was, normal. <laughs> I felt bad for that guy because that guy was a that guy was a dedicated doctor. Like any uh, any normal doctor who answered the door and saw that would slam the door shut and and call for assistance. He was like, "Oh, come in. What happened to you?" Yeah. I, I mean, his 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 whole face was ripped apart. <laughs> now, why was he killed? Why? What was the point of that scene? Why was who killed? The doctor killed? Yeah. The doctor was killed because he was going to call uh, the an ambulance and bring attention to it. Whereas the Baron was back to you know reclaim the castle and uh, and you know just wreak, wreak vengeance and torture like he did four hundred years previous or however many years it was before. But, but why do you still, need a reason? Yeah, well that's what I'd say. But no, what I'm going with it was what was he doing there in the first place? He was gonna what was he going there for in the first place? Is what I mean. Or did it yeah, just happen well, to circumstances? Well, that's the okay. thing that doesn't tie in with the yeah. whole with the whole him in being able to change his image is the fact that he's going to this doctor at the beginning, you think, to get to get medical attention. It yeah. looks well, like it is. That's what you figure, and then he kills him, and he's like, I gotta get an ambulance. But I'm like, but that's kind of weird. I didn't really, qu- I'm only questioning it now that we're discussing it, but it was totally okay with it when we were watching it, when I was watching it. Y- you're right. I was too. And now that you're bringing it up, it's it, it it's kind of a, a, a twist. You know, it would have been better if it was revealed that, you know, it was a Joseph Cotton mask at the end. <laughs> or a Frank Cotton mask. A Frank Cotton. I, man, I just caught a case of them bad legs. <laughs> That's my new favorite thing now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, you know, there's definitely some issues. There's definitely some issues. No, at least the little girl figured it out. I mean, I, I was wondering why they kept focusing on this girl. And speaking of focusing, he was really fucking zoom in, zoom out happy with this film. I, I thought it was, like, excessive with the zoom ins and the zoom outs. I was like, what the hell? Oh, no, all three of them. That's his style. I noticed yeah. it consistent through all three of the movies we watched. I noticed it mostly. Really? Here. No. Yeah, because like, he kept doing it to the little girl. He kept doing it to the girl because that's why he's bringing up the girl because she was like, oh, yeah, you know, Becker, Becker's the ghost or something. She said, he goes, uh. when she started saying that, that's what made me think of, of every time I think of that girl, I think of the freaking zoom ins and zoom outs of her throughout the whole movie. Oh, uh, and she's and she's great, man. I wish she she would continue to do work because she was in so many of those horror films at the time. She did <laughs> Demon. She did Deep Red. She did uh, Who Saw Her Die. She did so many like films as a kid. Oh, that's wow! I didn't even make the connection. She was the girl in Deep Red. Yeah, that's wow. just a signature move. I didn't think anything of it other than I was like, "Oh, cool! He kept it consistent throughout these, well, 
these three films. I don't really remember it in Blood and Black Lace and some of the other ones I've, I've watched of his, but he was definitely running throughout all three that we watched. Uh, and it worked. It worked for a lot of, uh, like, it could be a little jarring at first, but I do love the way they played around with it. Like, it would zoom in on a guy, but then they'd have the camera move and then zoom back. So that the guy that was, like, pulling focus would have been, like, working overtime there because I guess every time you <laughs> zoom in, you actually have to, like, fix the focus of it so everything remains in focus. And then if they zoom out again, you got to rein it back again. So... It's interesting. Like it's a cool. It was a cool style. And when we get to Lisa in the, in the Devil, I notice another style that I think Spike Lee ripped off. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Okay. How about this? Here's what I found funny. He snaps the guy's neck, right? He snaps the guy's neck like you know Jason Voorhees style or something. Yeah. And then he hangs. And then he hangs him. Yeah. <laughs> he could have just he could have just had his neck snapped by hanging him, but he said he, it was almost like he was trying to. Well, that I don't was know a cover why up. he did that. It was a cover-up. Well, what does he care? What the fuck? He's a freaking ghoul. Why does he have to cover anything well, up? Well, because he wants to stay in the castle and continue his reign of torture. But that's the thing. He's like, you know, he's known as this sadistic baron who just tortures and destroys life. And uh, that was just adding insult to injury. It's like, I'm going to fucking Voorhees his neck and then hang him. That was it. I just okay. thought it was a cover. You like, I, I, he did it with his bare hands. He's like, oh, now I got to cover my tracks. Make this look like the guy hung himself. I just yeah. didn't think, why would he care about covering up his tracks? He's a fucking a ghoul wreaking havoc. True. He, he wants people <laughs> to find a dead body. What, what's the difference? What can yeah. they do? Nothing. You know, what do they do? Well, we better get out of here. Or we better call an extra sister. I don't well, know. Well, I guess he already had it in his mind that he wanted a body to be discovered and, and you know, it to look like a suicide and the project fell, falls apart. And then he shows up as Becker and uh, this eccentric millionaire with the bad legs and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and buys the castle to restore the castle. In the yeah, weirdest, yeah. how was that an auction? They're about to auction. Like we got a winner. I guess they pre-did it. They pre-gamed. Yeah, they, they even said they. For the was next, there, was uh, it foreclosed? Is that what's going on here? A foreclosure on the castle? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like private bids. It was like bids beforehand that they said. And the winner is. Yeah. And the winner is. <laughs> oh man, no, it, it was cool. It was cool. I um. Uh, at the end, did she throw that that freaking what, what do you call it an amulet? Amulet. He called it he called it a trinket, which I didn't like. You think a trinket's gonna work on me or something? That was funny. But th when the amulet landed on freaking what's his name uh, Curtis or whatever the hell his name is Fritz. Fritz. Um, Curtis. <laughs> did she throw it on him on purpose or did she happen to drop it and then? I think she got... dropped it because she like cut herself as she as she let go of it. Yeah. And the blood then dripped onto it. It was like a happy coincidence that this was the way to resurrect the dead and, and destroy the Baron. <laughs> but it's fine. I'd rather it have been an accident than her all of a sudden saying, oh, wait, this is all I have to do and throw it on him. Oh, but the yeah. way it was thrown, I couldn't tell. That's why I asked. To me, it looked like maybe she did it on purpose, but that's why I posed the question. I don't know. Yeah, no, I was actually, I'm actually fine with that too. Uh, I don't know if I zonked off during this. <laughs> I, I don't think I did, but where did she get the amulet from? Was it from the medium? Yeah, I think so. I, think I remember the medium took it out and said, oh, yeah, we have this or something. Okay. <laughs> I, I wish they had done something more with the medium's kill. They just have her, like, standing there like she's all powerful as, as the Baron's approaching her. And she just, like, kind of, like, puts her arms up over her head, like, like as if she's, like, about to be bitch slapped or something. <laughs> and, 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 like, no! And then they just cut away. Especially considering how much great, like effects they have in this in terms of uh in terms of the kills yeah yeah or yeah. even the after effects of the kills at least come back and show the after effects of what happened to the medium yep 
But the was ending, there... the ending to this is, is I think is is the strongest point. I love it. I love the ending. To like this. when all the guys come back uh, and have uh, yeah, revenge. I, yeah, I, I I love it. I love the fact that they you know they, they show him getting you know um you know almost like it's almost like he's being crucified. He's being you know chained down and stuff. Yeah. But then you know when when Peter's uncle and Eva are are escaping in the car, they don't go back. You just hear the screams. Yeah. And it's not. It's nightmarish, and you hear the. Uh, the witch, the one who was killed by the Baron, Elizabeth Holly, you hear her laughing and she's asking, you know, that, she, that she, can she have the last blow and sweet revenge and she wants to cut into his heart and she's laughing and her laughing with his screaming. It's just juxtaposed perfectly. Yeah. I, loved, I love Holy Face, the guy who came out of the Iron Maiden. The effects there were great. Like when he, when he when they open it when he comes back, it looks really good. So Fritz has been Fritz has been referred to as Curtis and Holyface so far, <laughs> and I just used the word juxtaposed. I'm yeah. not even sure I used it correctly, but this show is it worked. It worked. It worked. Mm. <laughs> Might be the oh, simplest man. of the movies that uh, of the Bava films we saw tonight. It but definitely is. It's, it's it's hard to really talk about it because we kind of just went in order right there and kind of and basically, it's a straightforward story. Yeah, and if you like an old school Phantom of the Opera esque, I, I keep referring back to Phantom of the Opera, even though there's nothing to do with opera in it, but just that sort of ghoulish madman uh, yeah. wreaking havoc uh, in a castle, then you'll enjoy this movie. I mean, it was it, when I and I said I don't know if you over explained it when I was like or re explained it with, with Dave when I said accessible, I meant I think it would be the most appreciated by the masses from a viewing standpoint. Comparatively yeah. to Shock and Lisa the Devil, Dave. Yeah, that's where I, I was going with it. I brought okay. that up with Dave before when you were transitioning. F- fucking around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking around with the wires. Uh, but yeah, I I mean, it was my it was my favorite watch, maybe because like Dave, I'm a simple guy, but I found it a lot of fun. It was it was uh, the fastest paced out of the the Bava films. Had all the signature styles, in my opinion. It's funny because they're all the, they're all the same length, but yeah. but yeah, I, I that, this one definitely moved faster because of its its simplicity. But I think that's where it kind of misses the mark of being a, a super high grade for me. Is that you know the setup is just overly simplistic. It's it just seems like Peter's too intelligent of a guy to just make this stupid mistake and and let the the thing fly away and burn and then mm. it's just sort of. Um, I guess because of the time, even the uncle says, you know, we're living in a time where these superstitions are being disproved by science, that they're sort of like nonchalant, like, oh, we didn't really do anything. But I would have liked a little bit more setup to that, a little bit more um, mystery with, with Becker's character versus the Baron. Not so obvious. Maybe IMDb. Yeah, just don't read IMDb next time. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. But I, th- I, I still think it's obvious anyway. But, yeah. you know, a, a, a bigger reveal of, oh, my God, that's you. I think Peter's an idiot. How's that for you? I think he's an idiot for reading that stuff aloud in the first place and well, having that, a resurrection. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I, could, I see that. That's how it comes across, especially when they set it up that he's such a smart guy who's, you know, you know, the uncle's like, oh, we think it's wonderful. You just got your master's. You're going to get a doctorate and, and this sure. and that. And, and then two seconds later, it's like, let's see if we can resurrect my dead great-grandfather who murdered millions of people. <laughs> Right. What, what, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. For our viewing pleasure. I, <laughs> I like that happy music in the beginning, though. <laughs> it was so happy. <laughs> it's great. I do have a complaint about, I have the Arrow uh, Blu-ray, and there's no freaking subtitles. 
And I have to subtitle these films because I have issues with the accent sometimes. So I probably missed about 25% on what they were saying. The accent on the English dubbing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But because they're not done by guys like you and I, the dubbing, it's not us doing, you know what I mean? The dubbing is by people from, I don't don't think they're from the United States. They're definitely foreign to us, whoever's doing this dubbing, I think. They have accents. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something. The, uh... The hour one you own. Are you region? Uh, yeah. I always wanted to get that, but I, I believe it's a region B film. I think it is too. I, I believe yeah. I'll, I'll let you okay. know. For sure. but, yeah. But okay. yeah, I got, I got that arrow. Lisa and the devil. I, I, it, it was a Kino. A two, yeah. It's a two pack. It comes with another movie too. Yeah. I forgot which one it was, but it was on the disc. Yeah. I think it's Kino, but anyway, it probably comes with the other version of the film called the house of exorcism. Maybe that's it then. There you which go. Is, which is Lisa and the Devil basically butchered. Oh, yeah. is that the deal? Yeah. Okay. Because I just put it in and it said on there and it said, choose this movie or choose this movie. Like, yeah. Oh. If anyone's confused about this, and believe me, I was too, but I, you know, I'll ask one of the experts, whether it be Derek or Moods or any other friend who has much more superior knowledge of this. Lisa and the Devil was also cut and and re-released years later as House of Exorcism, but the version you want to watch is Lisa and the Devil. Right. It's like Argeno with Phenomenon and, and, yeah. and Creepers. You yeah. know? That's the one thing I hate about Italian films is there's always like 75 cuts of the film. Just give me the cut I'm supposed to watch. Right. I don't need 75 cuts of the film on the on the uh, DVD or the well, Blu-ray. The, like the Beyond, wasn't it? The Seven, Door- Seven Doors of Death? Seven Doors of Death. It yeah. was the alternate, the original title. It was cut I, don't know, I think it's Right? Or yeah. was it cut? Or okay, it was censored, def- definitely censored uh, comparatively. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, what, do, do you guys have anything else to add, or do you think we, we should rate this bad boy? His yeah. eyes burn like fire. <laughs> Ratings? Right? Yeah, that's Jeremy after five minutes of an interview. Ratings? <laughs> I'm not, not an interview, a review. Pardon me. <laughs> you ever notice that on fucking 22 Shots? <laughs> These, these guys want to dig deep, and he's just like, if, there, if there's like more than two so, seconds of silence. You call me the right? Jeremy of the show? No. <laughs> you son you of a bitch, you. Yeah. No, you brought it around. <laughs> you actually brought some um, levity to the situation by saying, hey. Right, fucking- Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I think we're there. I mean, I, I, you know, you can't really dive much deeper with this film. It's it's very straightforward. It's it's quite entertaining to fight, uh, despite a few of its uh, faults that we brought up. And uh, like Christian says, it it. it it does feel like the fastest paced, considering it is actually the longest. I just looked it up, the longest of the three we watched. Yeah, by about four minutes or something like that. Yeah, not yeah. by much, but that's that's <laughs> funny that it happens to be the longest, but it feels the shortest. Interesting. Yeah. It felt long to me, not as long as the next one we're going to talk about, but I, I, I watched them in a chronological order, and this felt long, and the second one felt even longer. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But well, either way. I don't know. To me, I, I, I'm not like super high on the movie, but I... I I had a lot of fun with it. First time watch, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Wow. Holy shit. 8 out of 10. It's a fun Oof. movie. Wow. Um, I, it looks great. I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a 6.5. That's as high as I can go. Ooh. I liked it, but it moved kind of slow for me. And um, that's it. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm not over the moon. Yeah, let yeah. me let me squeeze in right between you guys. I'm I'm at a seven and a half after first time viewing, but I was actually surprised. I really thought I was going to be coming in the highest on this, and I, yeah. I think there's there's always room for these films to go up. But I mean, just just those few faults. Just I I wouldn't have minded if this film was was ten minutes longer with a few changes. Yeah, 
Well, because it is so aesthetically pleasing to the eye. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. You can't can't argue that. Not at all. It's technically there's there's no issues there. That's that. That's our that's our first movie. Uh, I think that you guys. I'm curious about Ghost Watch. You know what I just realized though. Every movie we're doing tonight is a foreign horror movie. Foreign horror. Yeah, three Baba, and then Hammer, and um, and this, you know, Ghost Watch. So there you go, man. I'm really curious about this Ghost Watch situation because you guys know. So how do you want to go to Ghost Watch then, or do you want to go yeah. to? You, you know, you're skipping over Drac, right? To Ghost Watch, let's do Ghost yeah, Watch. Yeah, I think we should do it because we're the, not going to be happy. The comments <laughs> you guys. Have been, I, I, I'm shocked. Because if you Dave's not going to be happy, think about how we felt having to watch this thing. <laughs> I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. I can't fucking believe what I'm hearing. This movie is on my fun footage challenge list. I rewatched it again. Oh, it was a um, challenge, all right. Last year. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to have to let you guys talk because I, I'm completely, I have a completely different take on this movie. Wow, I, I'm, and I think you guys are in the minority. I think most people. I think we are in the minority. This this yeah. film is, is highly rated, and I'll just I'll just give the brief synopsis here. Ghost Watch from 1992, TV movie, TV movie which was originally aired on Halloween of '92. The BBC gives over a whole evening to an investigation into the supernatural, and I'm just going to stop the uh, the description there because it kind of just goes into a whole explanation of the whole movie on IMDb. So, and this one's directed by Leslie Manning and written by Stephen Volk and stars actual BBC uh, newscasters. Yeah, from, that's the from the time. And yeah, brilliant. You, you got brilliant. it. I'll give it its props, man. I mean, it, uh, like I said to Christian before uh, before you got on because we we just started talking about how we just had troubles with this film. I said to Christian, I said. This film is only effective one time, and that was Halloween 1992. <laughs> and I wholeheartedly I, agreed. I, I just feel like seeing this film at any point after knowing it's not real, just just immediately you just focus on 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 the story, and it is just so slow, so slow a build. And that's exactly what I said. Presentation from from a marketing standpoint. 10 out of 10. Like, absolutely great. It fooled people. Supposedly there are lawsuits. I don't know if you can give us more information than that later, Dave. Like, all that stuff, great. There were deaths. But we can't... kill themselves. But we cannot let that affect our view of the actual product, which is the movie. So the aura and everything that surrounds it, I will say, fantastic. That's great. The fact that it could do that. But the movie itself was a chore. A chore to watch. I I was going in great. Like the first half hour, I'm like, this is cool. They're building, they're building, and then I'm, and then I'm like, going, wait, it's just not going anywhere. It's just retrending, retrending, and it, it felt felt like the second half hour was like just a total copy of the first. Very little build, and then at the end, they just there's five minutes of craziness at the end. Yeah, that's. I mean, the the last five minutes is like bonkers, and that's where it's like, oh, okay, that's where I woke up. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch this. Yeah. Wow. I, to from, me, a, from a marketing standpoint, yeah, I like I said, wow, that's super cool that they did that. But I'm separating that from the actual film itself. And to judge it now, since this was the first time I watched it, it's not all that great. Yeah, and is this this is more mockumentary than found footage, but is this is this considered like the first? I mean, this definitely influenced, you know, what followed, you know, Blair Witch stuff and and you know, everything after that. Right. That's why it's one of the reasons it was on my list because 
what, 92? They didn't do anything like this before in this yeah. manner, and it was televised on freaking, uh, on the BBC. Yeah. The, the strength of this movie is the legitimacy of it, and that people, I've heard, I think, I want to say it was Duncan, uh, it may not. It might have been somebody else if it wasn't Duncan, but somebody that that does a podcast. That... I, I'm I'm willing to bet it was someone else if it wasn't Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> not it might have been someone else. It was someone from the UK. It was a podcaster that had said that they watched it the night it happened and it terrified them and that it it, it seemed legitimate. It was basically like what they did with War of the Worlds and the freaking whatever year that it was on the radio. That yeah. people the legitimacy that it really worked. I think that right now being 2019 and it's ho hum with the, with these mockumentaries that you guys are looking at it and not giving it appreciation for what it was at the time this is kind of like if if 30 years from now somebody watches Blair Witch for the first time and by then let's say they continue to have you know watch in the woods movies and handheld movies they're not going to they're going to be like okay big deal that's what i think you guys are doing now I, I don't think that you guys are thinking about that in 1992 the brilliance of doing something like this. Yeah, but wish, that that's I okay. Wish. That's why I say from the marketing standpoint, great. Yeah. But like that that's it. You have to you have to be sure of that. That's I still say the Blair Witch, the marketing was the best part of that. And that's quite all right for people to say that's it. Because that really is it. It was the marketing that surrounded it, that the fanfare. But I, I will have to separate it from this movie because I didn't see it in 1992 on TV. There's no nostalgia link to it whatsoever. I'm judging it from what it is right now. And it's not remotely scary. I'll, I will say not even remotely scary. Even when shit hits the fan, quote unquote, it's not even scary. Because it feels generic because it's stuff we've seen after, yeah. which, is, which I get, Dave. I totally I, give it props. Why. I, I know. I, I know I, but... I'll give it its props for its originality. It's. I thought the presenters did a great job. I mean, they're they're not actors. They're real BBC hosts, and they do a great job of trying to convince you that this is real. But we, but like I said, the moments pass. If I had watched this in Halloween of, of 92, I can't say for sure what my reaction would have been, but I definitely would have been, been more scared and more into it than I was this time at this well, time, obviously. I'll give you that. I'm just saying, in 1992, we had this and we had Man Bites Dog, which both came out the same year they were set up as, uh, you know, mockumentaries. Yeah. Before that, before that, there was a movie in 1957, which was kind of put on as a joke, and I forgot which country it comes from. They called it the Spaghetti Harvest. And they basically were trying to fool people into saying that spaghetti came from trees. And they showed people harvesting spaghetti from trees, the noodles, and all this stuff. And that was passed around to, to, to mess with people and to make them believe that. And that was in 1957. That's wow. the first instance of, you know, that being used. Then, of course, you have Cannibal Holocaust in 80, Manson Family Movies in 84, and Guinea Pig 2 in 85. Another movie called UFO Abduction, which I'm a big fan of, in 1989, which appeared on television. And um, something else called the McPherson Tape. And then these Holy two movies. Shit, you're I, like the fucking Rain Man of mockumentary well, slash found footage. Well, what just... about what about Spinal Tap though? Like, I mean, <laughs> you you if if you're unless you're just talking about horror films. Well, I kind of am talking about it from that perspective, okay. but yeah, of course, Spinal Tap. But you're right, good point. But 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 Spinal Tap is obviously it, it's too comedic. Where you know that it's not really a mockumentary. Yeah, I mean, like air, when you to air you this lot. To air, to the the things I will say that were awesome that I read about this after the fact, to air it live is awesome. To, to actually have the hotline number that's presented in the film be a real number, 
that people were calling into. That's when they found out it wasn't real. Is what I read that when they would call into that number, it would say, this is not real. But it oh, would still cool. allow them to leave their messages and their stories. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that that part happened, but that's a good point because the number did come on the screen. Yeah, and I it was figured a real that they I thought they would take calls just just to make it more legitimate because why not? Why not take the calls? What's going to happen? You know what I mean? So what if you get some calls that people think are real and you're just not going to air them on the show? But I think that it, it comes off so genuine. That's why I'm not bored by it. It's like what, if you're watching TV. That's what the that's what you that's what happens when you watch a freaking news show and how they even say, oh, it's going to end up running late. If you if you're tuning in now to watch the show that was scheduled after this, sorry, but this is running late because there's there's been developments here. I appreciate. Everything that went into it and all of that stuff, it seems real. Almost like WNUF Halloween special seems legitimate to me because of the commercials and because of how it's time-stamped for the 80s and everything else. And there are some moments in there where, I, you know, from a movie standpoint, it's not as entertaining as it could be or maybe should be. But just the legitimacy of it is what's the turn-on to me, and that's why I'm so into it because mm. they don't try to bullshit you by making it look like a movie. They're making it look like this is the way it would look if the BBC did this. There are gonna, There is going to be downtime. News shows, if you watch the news, they do tend to be repetitious. But the performances and how the guy's half a, half a skeptic, half not, he's kind of rubbing her the wrong way, Dr. Um, whatever the hell her name was. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the way everything, it seems so legitimate and so realistic, the way everybody played off of each other. I just... I don't know. I just have high praise for it. Dr. Pasco, which which is funny because Dr. Uh, Pasco. Yeah, right, right. Because <laughs> I think I, f I forgot which actress it was. It might have been Judy Dench. But it was it was some well-known actress who was watching this at the time and saw Dr. Pasco's character, who's not a real person, who's an actress playing Dr. Pasco and knew her as an actress and said and actually called her and said, "You ruined this for me because I saw oh. you in there and I thought it was real, which I thought was a cool little story. But, you know, the setup for the story, you know, it's about a haunted house on Fox Hill Drive. And we got the early family, you know, the mother, um, Pam, and her daughters, Suzanne and Kim. And, uh, you know, they're just being tormented in their home. You know what this is based on, right? I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you what it's based on. What is Christian, you have a guess? Uh, uh, I thought it had to do with uh, a London glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> London calling. Yeah, the glory hole. Isn't that great? To oh, Brandon brought that God. up earlier, and I was like, "Yeah, are, uh, how are we not going to be touched talking about glory holes?" Oh. They say glory hole, and it's and it's sincere in this movie. And you're I'm, like, "Did they just say glory hole?" I think I, I just heard glory like hole. A, I laughed like a little baby every time glory hole was said. And then the, when they revealed that his name was Pipes, and it, and Pipes is living in this little dark room trying to lure kids to his glory hole, I'm like, "This is fucking great! This is this is the funniest movie I've ever seen." <laughs> well, check it out, man. You guys saw Conjuring Two, right? What? Doesn't this seem yes, yes. Okay, yeah. this With is the... based on the Enfield Poltergeist story that, that okay. was in London. Oh, okay. It's the same uh, thing. Two was, girls and, yeah. Two girls one and cup. one cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was going to guess something related to drink. the Warrens. Because... Yeah, remember they had her drink and talk in, in that movie yeah. and, and Conjuring 2, and it's they did it here too. So this was basically Conjuring 2 before Conjuring 2 happened. It was loosely based on some of the supposed facts from the Enfield Poltergeist. They put it in here. Once again, probably to make it more believable, because if you live in that area, you may have heard rumblings of this story about things going on. So that, I think, would make it even more believable. Well, Dave, yeah, I, I can't true. deny you, 
first. They were first, and and, and there was some influentialness because it was influentialness. <laughs> Whoa, it was influential <laughs> because we know that it was a page was torn definitely for paranormal activity, more so than the Blair Witch. Paranormal activity for sure. Uh, Blair Witch probably a little bit, but. Uh, no doubt paranormal activity. There you go with Conjuring 2 that, that took took a page from it. But first doesn't necessarily mean best. And that's the problem. Like, again, I, 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 I love the fact that this faked out people. That's awesome. That's super cool. But now as I watch it as a movie, I'm like, oh, that, this is, I, as I said, the first half hour, I'm like, I can see how this was good. But then it just didn't really go anywhere. And I don't care how legitimate it felt. It was also starting to like bore me as a movie. So I, that's where I, yeah. that's where I, I go with it. I'm not, I don't want to take anything like I, I see where you're, what you're saying from it. And that's great that you guys, that that's what makes it great for you. That didn't elevate any enjoyment level for me. That just made it seem like, okay, so this was a mock, a mock thing that people took seriously back in 92. Let me go at it. Okay. And it just never went anywhere. Yeah. I mean, some of the things were cool in the film, like the, the sightings of the dark figures, you know, in, in the girls room. Yeah. And, uh, although I thought I really, I don't know why I, I paused it at one point. I swear one of the sightings looked like bitch tits, Jason. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I said to myself, I said, that's bitch tits, Jason. But they did it. They, 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 they did have that cool little twist in there, which was, which was nice to see where, see? where, what? Yeah, you're right. He agreed with you at C. I said C, but just like Conjuring Two, they did the same thing. Remember when they had the little switcheroo and the girl was faking it? And yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed that, and I thought that was really well done. I thought the 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 True. haunting Agreed. voices and screeching cats was pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, maybe you know the 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 piss stain on the carpet they could have left out, I guess. But how was that done? See, that's that's my only issue with the film is that when that happens and they say, oh, well, obviously this girl's faking. We saw it there. At no time did anyone go, well, how the fuck did she do that thing with that perfect circle of whatever uh, of liquid in the middle of the floor? You can't do that. They even said this is like a perfect circle. There's nothing on the out. There's no leak. It's, you know what I mean? That would yeah. alone, if I'm watching, the, if I'm in real life seeing this, I'm Good like, band. well, wait a minute. What do you say? Yeah. Good band. Yeah, perfect circle. So my cat oh, meowed exactly. right when you guys were yeah. talking about the fucking meowing. So it started scaring the shit out of me. From me out. At the end. At the end. Yeah, and then it was revealed this was a this was actually an ad for Meow Mix. Yeah. That was that was the big twist at the end. It was a big commercial. I want chicken. I want liver. Meow 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 meow. Do my cat? Imagine that was fucking ten out of ten. Yeah. Ten out of ten for commercial. We need to do a spoof on this. Oh man, Dave. Maybe you could explain some of the, some of the, like the uh, the reveals. Pipes turns out to be this Raymond Tunstall character. Maybe. I mean, Tunstall. they go deep, and then one person says it's this, and they say it's that. There's different things, but yeah, that's I, I don't what, remember I, the name. That's where but. I got confused because they said like the Raymond Tunstall, who, who whose bedroom was that secret door underneath, I think the house, and then they they said he was tortured by this uh, Mother Satan's. The baby farmer from the 19th century, who I yeah. read was based on Amelia Dyer, who was a real life, you know, serial killer, killed like 400 children. But, you know, I mean, reading about it was more interesting than watching it. I just like, I, it was, I don't know what it was. I just, the pacing of it was just, even though I, I totally appreciate everything you're saying, I just was like, yeah. I, I just, I'm not into this. I'm just not liking it. And then, you know, shit hits the fan in the last five, 10 minutes. And, uh, 
you know, that's a little fake. That if it, I think that got a little overboard. That's why if I'm a kid and I'm watching that, that's why it wouldn't fool me. Everything up until that part, I wish if they would have played it a little. If they would have pulled back the reins just a little bit at the end there, it would have been more believable. You're absolutely right because even though it does go overboard, and that's where you're like, oh, okay, I'm awake and I'm watching this. Then that you know. You know, first of all, Dr. Pasco's reveal, oh, my God, this was all a seance to get pipes into the power, right, into the right. grid. And, and you know, it just became like, uh, you know, Exposition, like, a, uh, yeah, like uh, a science yes. fiction film. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, uh, you know, the last scene with uh, what's his name? Parkinson, Michael Parkinson. Yeah. You know, uh, sorry, I don't know what that made me laugh. It's horrible. <laughs> Apparently, it's Parkinson. <laughs> he had a case of them bad legs. <laughs> Bad legs, but I like the characters. I like the Twitch. skeptic guy in the skeptic guy in New York. When he, I don't know, and I like the the one guy that was goofing off. Um, that he had the Bears jacket on, that starter jacket. He didn't take any of it seriously. Yeah, it all seems believable to me. And I guess I just that's the strength again. I keep repeating myself. I this is the fourth time I saw it, and and something about this. I, I'm probably not going to watch it again because of what you guys said. I've seen it, and not that I don't like oh, it. Oh no, I don't, don't want to. No, 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 it for you. no, no, no. I do quite like it, but this time watching it, I my daughter's been on the found footage kick with me. I wanted her to see it, and when it ended, she said, "She goes, you know, I really like that." She goes, uh, uh, she goes until the end. She kind of had the same feeling as you, as me, about the end. But she goes, you know, I really like that movie, and she doesn't a lot of times speak up. She didn't say shit. When sleepaway camp was over, she just said, mm-hmm. "Oh, oh, that was weird." You know what I mean? But she I've been called, having like stick or anything like that. Like it was just a <laughs> silence. <laughs> oh, Daddy, that's bald. bigger than yours. The uh, <laughs> sorry, oh, oh, uh, yeah. horrible jokes. First act. I'm not even gonna touch the that. first. Uh, well, that's a first. The first act. <laughs> the first act is my favorite in this movie. If I say first act one more time, slap me with a dead fish. But that's, <laughs> that was my favorite part of this movie. By far, by far, it was the setup, and then I think it just was too much rinse and repeat for the second act. That by the time the third act rolled around, maybe if this was just an hour, I would have been like, perfect, done. I think it, I think it would have been better suited if it was shorter. I'll agree with you. So, and I think that's it. Like, I do not want to make it seem like this failed, but I think that it, it it's the marketing behind it, the genius behind it, that's actually better than the product itself. But yeah. And which is which is okay, but that first act is great, and they did the best. They they set it up beautifully. What's the saying with the with the sum of its parts? Uh, the sum the whole, of the parts. The, whole is, is, yeah. the glory hole. <laughs> Pipes' glory hole is better than the sum of his parts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly oh, it. Comment. If it isn't, that's what it's moving I, forward. I hope the guy who commented about how much we crack each crack ourselves up is listening to this because that's all we're doing is cracking ourselves up. <laughs> well, what else we have? We should probably rate this, huh? What else yeah. can we say? Oh, can I just ask one more question for you, Dave? Because I, I was wondering Oops. about this. What what happened to Suzanne at the end in all the chaos? I know she shit her pants and ran off. I guess. Yeah, because you never you, you don't see her. You see uh, the other daughter, Kim, and the mother run out, and you, you know, obviously, you know, all, everyone else. What happens to them? And... Yeah, see, that's what I like when they went to that thing and they came back. That again, that looked legitimate. You're like, okay, we're going back. What happened? Where is everybody? And then I'll go one step further. They went into the infrared at the end, and that yeah. became a trope in the freaking mid two thousands when everyone has the freaking infrared and the you know what I'm talking about the the night yep. vision on their cameras. Another yeah. movie that did it first. Yeah, but they didn't Man. really go full hog with that either. There should have been no, a better payoff still. with it. Yeah. 
full hog. I know there's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a whole hog. Right. I appreciate the full hog. <laughs> it's the year of the pig. It's okay. <laughs> oh. But no, hog. dude, I don't know where she went. That's <laughs> uh, just interesting. I was just curious if uh... she took off because she's a believer. If you're a believer and you see some shit, you get out of there. No. Yeah, I don't know, but good, it is a good question. I don't, I don't really answer, but you guys definitely talked me down a little bit for the first time. I really, because I you really, were you were actually talking me up in terms of overall rating. Because if I was rating this on an enjoyment factor, I, I would be super low. But I have to give it its props for for the things you say for being you know an original, one of its kind, you know, and and, and doing all these things before it became overly saturated. And overly cliched later on. Yeah, even Insidious, I think, lifted from this. If you didn't, they say he was dressed as a woman or something, and he was a serial killer that killed yeah. kids. Again, there you go. Insidious, Insidious Two, they put that in there. Insidious Two, I should say. But <laughs> what an inf- I, I'm telling you, James Wan definitely saw this film. There, there's no way everything's not a coincidence. I feel like I might have come out a little bit lower, uh, but based on the fact of that first act, and I guess. Even though what? I said I was going to separate the marketing out of it, I'll, I'll include it. I'll give it a six out of ten. Spot on. That's and that's including, you know, all the 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 positives that you know you pointed out, Dave, and we agreed with. Six out of ten for me. Whew, wow. Okay. Well, you guys know I'm high on it. It was on my challenge list. I watched it last year. And I discussed it on this show actually, and I gave it a nine out of ten last year. So I've always been pretty high on it. Um. Uh, but you guys pointed a few things out that I didn't necessarily, I don't know, didn't hit holes. me. But I, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm gonna come down a little bit. I'm gonna see eight and a half now. I'm gonna he's come com- down from there. He's coming down. He's almost on the level of the glory hole now. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's Nikki Nikki nine inch in the glory pipes, hole. Pipes, pipes, yeah. <laughs> so who actually gave us that again? Was it you said it, Rob? Because I, I did want to see it, and I hadn't seen it before. So, first time watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, same here. You know, and it's interesting. I would like to know uh, if he saw it originally back. Did you say Did you say he saw it in 92? What? Or he didn't. Oh, uh, when, he, when he recommended the movie, you know, for us to review, did, did he write that he saw it in 92 and it scared him? Is that what you said? I don't remember now. Shit. No, the, oh, I think that was the, the other podcaster. Oh, yeah, the... Uh, the Duncan or not Duncan. <laughs> right. Yeah, I believe Duncan saw it in 92. It's either Duncan or it might be someone. <laughs> if it's not Duncan, it's another it's podcaster else from out there. the UK. Yeah. That's all I know. Um, so who did this come from? Um, Ghost Watch from Rob H. Rob H, yeah. So I, I wonder if Rob H saw this in, uh, in 92. Because I honestly think, like, if you had seen it at the time, it, it definitely the, the first – two acts would have been super effective and probably scared you if you were, I mean, I was 12 back then that, that it definitely would have frightened me. And then maybe the last act would have been like, okay, this is fake, but, uh, it, I would have fake had more news. nostalgia would have had <laughs> fake news. I definitely would have had more nostalgia for it then. Man, I'm trying to find our, our, our boy Rob H on online. Where is he from? I'm trying to see where he's from. Cause if he's not from, you know, he's gotta be from the UK. Otherwise he didn't see it. He's from Belgium. Places he lived, Belgium. Yeah, so I guess it's possible. Same as Van Damme. <laughs> there you go. How about oh, this? Look at his description. Speak of the devil. You go, if you go to Rob Hankins on, um, of that. <laughs> on Facebook, it says, this is Rob. Rob has bitch tits. 
<laughs> Speaking of BTJ, pitch yes. stitch Rob. <laughs> yes, Rob. I think Rob. I think he left us. I think he joined. Um, what do you call it? I better not say anything. I could be wrong. <laughs> Bro, oh yeah, if, he, this is, if this is true, lay off the fucking waffles, man. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the guy that we talked about last show. He he picked sides in the Patreon wars, and he canceled his support for us. And went to uh, he went to uh, what do you call it? Twenty two shots. So <laughs> that's it's the your same guy. Song. Rob H. It's got to be. Oh. Unless there's two Rob H's and I'm wrong, and if there is, I apologize. That's fine. It could be, it could be, it could be the other Rob H. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Hey, I don't the know. The one we respect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We got some Bava to discuss. Bava. All yes. right, next this up. Interesting. Lisa and the Devil. Uh, written and directed by Mario Bava. Also written by Alfredo Leon. A tourist night in a derelict Spanish villa seemingly held in the supernatural grip of an eccentric butler who resembles who resembles, excuse me, a depiction of the devil she had seen on an ancient fresco. Alright. Yeah, that that makes sense. Okay. Oh, Too bad it went nowhere with that whole devil thing. Unless I missed something because by the time I got to the third act, and I you guys have heard this from me before. Sometimes I check out and I can't come back. And the way this movie began was brilliant when they show when first of all the first thing you see is telly savalas i didn't even know he was in it i'm like oh telly savalas that's cool <laughs> you know and then the credit sequence which was great he's the devil he's holding these cards and like you know playing cards and there's the people in the movies i'm like this guy's gonna be controlling the whole show he's the devil i like where this is gonna be going and then ultimately telly savalas be playing the devil he becomes like oh, i don't want to say insignificant he doesn't seem like he's the big bad to me anymore, and the, the movie loses folk. It starts off great. The girl goes, she sees the, the painting, and it looks like him. You know, it looks like Telly Savalas. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this guy, and then she sees him later. Okay, well, that, that's the devil. You know what I mean? But then it's like, you make you make a point to come out with this movie and to have him the star and the credit sequence and the first five minutes all being about him and carrying the mannequin and all that stuff. And then it's like, the end, by the time you get to the end, it's like, the juice isn't the juice isn't worth the squeeze, you know. It's like <laughs> wow, that's, you have that's awesome. You know what I you know <laughs> what juice. I mean? Though you have Telly Savalas, he's being marketed as this big bad and all this stuff. You have a known actor, a guy that can bring it and has a great beginning to this film where it's focusing on him, and then it's like no, it, 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 some other guy becomes the. Am I am I no, wrong it, in thinking? It's, it's, sorry, Brandon, you you shoot your load. I, I was gonna say. He is the big bad, and it's sort of it, it can be confusing. And I, I'll admit, I asked people about their interpretations of this film because I was a little confused. But Telly Savalas is the devil, he is the big bad throughout this film. And what's presented to you is basically a puppet show, if you will, a repeated puppet show that he's playing with these with these dead souls. Okay, that's what I wanted to ask. I, I got it. Well, I took it as more like Alice in Wonderland style or something like that. Or like, uh, sorry, Wizard of Oz style. Like it felt like she went into this fantasy. So you're saying that she dies? She's dead at the beginning? Because those kids at the end say, oh, that's her. She doesn't realize she's dead. Like a Bruce Willis type thing. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't realize she's been dead for 100 years because she was a reincarnation of this Elena character. Okay. That's Which where it's, think- it, yeah, it, it was, I was like, I, I missed something, but it's funny that you say that, Dave, because I actually liked the last act the most, but I just felt like, again, it was a slow oh boy burn to get there. Oh, dude, by the time <laughs> it got, 
That's so beautiful, though. No, it is. It's checked out. She's gorgeous. The film's gorgeous. Yeah. It looks beautiful. When that guy gets mowed over by that car, not once, not twice, not even thrice. <laughs> I think it was four or five times. I was like, this is brutal. It was so well done. And there's some great moments. But it just... It just it, it went above my head, and again, first time watch. Oh. I I to rate it now, it would be an, my rating at the end is going to be a little unfair because I feel like I need to see it again. Dude, I, sure. I totally agree. This is a second time watch for me, and it might as well have been a first time watch because I was watching it this time, and I'm like, I'm still confused. I'm still not sure what's going on, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm I'm confused, but it's like drawing me in. It's so nightmarish and. Uh, you know, she's like, like you said, it's like Alice in Wonderland. She's drawn into this surreal nightmare that she can't get out of. And, you know, she meets all these strange people, that, you know, and you, you have no idea what's really going on. Why can't she get back to the, the main square? Yeah. And it just jumps right into it. And and the scenes with Telly Savalas were carrying the, the, the manicarino around yeah. and, and him it's turning real and turning fake back and forth is terrifying. It's so ter- many times. They but fucking, they killed that guy off and brought him back. Three, four times it was the same gang but, over and over. There's a little bit of comedic value to that too, though. Like I, when he yeah. like breaks his legs into the. Uh... That's oh, that's that was just... the best part in the <laughs> casket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's yeah. th- and that's where it kind of makes more sense. Is you know Leandro, who's playing the butler at this point, you know who's also the devil, is con- controlling and manipulating all this. So he, it's it's almost like the devil's creation. It's this whole nightmare you know he can bring uh i forgot who uh carlos yeah carlos back to life he's carrying him at the beginning it's a mannequin even when he when she stops and she looks at the mannequin you could tell telly savalas is holding the actor oh yeah and it's like terrifying because he's not moving at this point he still looks like a mannequin but it's it's him before yep. he even comes back and approaches her and been like you know oh elena and you know then she pushes him down the stairs but it just turns into a it, what can be a very confusing nightmare, but I think the more you see it or read about it or talk to other people about it and, and, and understand it, it's like, it's actually really cool. So this and is I, hell. I, it's hell just like, like literally she's reliving things. It's a nightmarish vision over and over again. Like people just die, come back and get re-killed. Yeah. And... The reason why What's-His-Name becomes the big bed. Um, oh man, I forgot the guy's name. The son? I don't know, but he had all the, the dialogue and it was so... Yeah, Matt, Max, Maximilian. And the reason he why he so becomes boring. the big bed is because he's he wants to bring someone new into this nightmare circle that he's living. You know, he's he's constantly tortured by, by Elena, who's just a skeleton laughing at him and uh, he wants to bring someone new into him, into it. And, you know, that's when Lisa comes along and he brings her into the nightmare. and And it appears as if like she stumbled into it by accident and she doesn't belong there. And everyone else has been a part of it for like a hundred years. Like when it's revealed by the girls at the end, the schoolgirls that, okay, this has been playing out, you know, over and over because yeah. the, yeah. the castle's in ruins and none of this is real. And even at some points, Leandro is, is, uh, is measuring Lisa for, for like her measurements so he could have a puppet made of her. So you almost think like this is new. Like, this has never happened before. Like, this is the first time he's meeting Lisa, and I don't interpret it that way. He doesn't say that. He does, He says He says something about her coming back. He goes, uh, I'm, uh, now that you're back, he tells her, early on in the film. You know what I thought this movie was going to be? I thought it was going to turn into, did you ever see that episode of The Twilight Zone called The After Hours? Oh, uh, with the mannequins, yeah. Correct. That's yeah. what I thought this was going to turn into. 
100%. Because that kid even says it to her right after he meets her. He says something. He says, please stay. Then later on, they're talking. He says, now that you're back. And then they become a couple again, like right well, away. You know again. what? I think, right. you're, I think you're kind of right in a sense then because it's it's almost as if – I mean, of course, Leandro knows, but the way it plays out at the end, you know, you think Lisa's getting away and she's made it out of this nightmare. And and then you realize that, that she was just a part of it the whole time. And, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I, I love that, and I love the way it plays out on the plane at the end. That's good yeah. too. Absolutely. It, it, but- no, there's some there is some really good stuff here. I just yeah, I was confused and not and not drawing parallels or, or, or connections to everything uh again on first view. Uh and it's not like we didn't have time I didn't have time to rewatch this if I if I was got on it. So sorry, Derek, I will have to rewatch this after the show. But for this review, I I, I feel like I, I'm missing pieces. But there's brutality, there's there's always gore like gore and kills in these movies that that uh, are great this one is no exception that guy's face peeling the back too even though that's the mannequin part yeah mm-hmm. that was disturbing to me i can <laughs> really see disturbing. that disturbing it is uh, disturbing i feel like both this one and shock were short film ideas that were expanded in whole feature life movies this one for sure because it went too long and i checked out that's just me Again, I didn't see Telly Savalas as the big bad because he was freaking subservient to his wife or whoever that woman was who who all of a sudden we see her acting as a normal person for freaking the first act. Then all of a sudden she comes out in the one scene and she has a cane and she's blind. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, all what about? was with the blind, Brandon? Could you like that? So I was kind of confused. Why would they make like they there are always these blind characters that end up seeing more than any person that can actually see. It's like their third eye or whatever it may be. But what That's is an the Italian significance? Thing. <laughs> what is the significance of having her come back as blind? You got me. Okay. I don't, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. The beginning doesn't make sense because why? Remember, she kills the freaking first Carlo she sees, and then she runs off, and all of a sudden, she gets picked up by the couple, and they take her hitchhiking, and then they just go. There's no conversation in the car. Where are you going? Where are we dropping you off? Nothing. They're just sitting there. Just then they there. all just get to the castle. And they get out. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Well, like, it's I don't that it, big of a deal about it. No, it's yeah. it's basically this. If you take Lisa out of the equation, picture Telly Savalas and all those other characters have been dead for a hundred years. Not Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas is the devil. All those other characters have been dead for a hundred years, and they're reliving their this nightmare over and over in a continuous loop. And then Lisa kind of stumbles into the loop. And you think Lisa's stumbling into this loop for the first time, and it's really her story about escaping it. Yeah, but when it when the big reveal at the end is actually she's been a part of it for for the whole time. Yeah, but you're asking me to watch a movie and question what the fuck, why this and then because of the way it's revealed at the end, you're explaining to me everything that I just watched. In retrospect, now you could tell me, yes, because of a loop and because of this. But as I'm watching the movie, I'm like I know some Italian movies are known not to make sense. So I just kind of went along with it. I'm like, well, I guess Bob is going to be like Fulci and just not make fucking sense. So I was along for the ride, but I wasn't crazy about that. And that's why I never rank any Italian movies all that high unless they're Argento because I can usually understand what's happening. And it's the same thing. So I just accepted it as being weird Italian stuff. And now you're saying this and that's fine. But I'm just like, why is this? And why is that? And then later on, Telly Savalas, like I said, he was subservient to the girl. Then later on, he's not he, barely even in the second act. It's all about his son. What's his name? 
Max with these fucking long ass monologues about nothing over and over and over again. And then he stabs his mother and this happens and that. And I don't know what's going on. It seems like they have an idea and they keep showing mannequins. And I think it's going to lead to something grand. And maybe it does. But it gets so batshit crazy in the third act that you know what this movie is to me? There are two other movies we've discussed since doing this podcast. And I've rated them the same and I'm going to rate this the same because it's the same fucking thing. We are the flesh and mother. That's what this movie is to me. Same type of shit. Looks good. All kinds of crazy shit going on. What the fuck did I just watch? I don't understand it. Therefore, I can appreciate it from filmmaking because technically it's all good. But from storytelling, nothing for me. Like That's told an problem. allegory, but I can't make the connections to what. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to shit on it. A lot of people watch a movie, and the first thing they say is when the movie ends, they didn't get it. Oh, that's just, um, what's the word they all like to use? Pretentious. About <laughs> pretentious. There you go. They'll immediately say it's pretentious because they didn't get it. I'm not going to say it's pretentious because you guys got it. I didn't get it. Or I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Oh, I, Look, like I said, I read about it. I asked I asked about, about his uh, his interpretation. I, I, I'm the first to admit I don't get stuff. The first time I saw this and even watched it this time, I was confused. And then I looked into it because I enjoyed what I was seeing, despite the fact that I, I was really kind of lost. Like, w what's going on? What does this all mean? But I liked what I saw, whereas you were kind of getting frustrated by it or yes, annoyed or bored. I was waiting for Telly Savalas to take control. Max became the guy with the most screen time, and I didn't fucking like him. He was boring to me. It was the same yeah, monologues. Yeah. It did nothing. So because of him and taking over the second act and all this shit that I really didn't care, I felt like I got the point by uh, halfway through. But then I checked out because it was it was too repetitious. Then it got to the third act and it just it was like nonsensical. It was like the second half of Mother, where all the stuff is happening to happen. And later on, everyone says, "Oh well, this is the Bible, and this means this, and that means that." I'm like, "Great, that doesn't make it great for me." And I'm not don't mean to pick on anything. That's just my personal opinion. That's how I felt. Sometimes I check out of a movie, and when I check out, it doesn't happen much. I can't come back. And that's what happened here. I couldn't come back. So Yeah, well, well what it turns out is that Max's character was in love with Elena, but Elena was having an affair with Carlos, who was Max's mother's husband. Does that make sense so far? Kind of. Yeah. Elena, Elena, Max, Max was in love with Elena. Who like, is Elena? Elena is Lisa, but the the skeleton okay. version that's laughing in his bed. So is He's Max a, a living person or not? No, Max is dead. Max is part of this nightmarish loop. So is Elena's skeleton. So is the mother. So is okay. Carlos. Because... Let me rewind. Let me interrupt. So Max was in love with her when they were both alive before they yes. died. Yes, Max was in love with okay. Elena. Elena, unfaithful to Max cheats on Max with Carlos, who turns out to be the wife, the husband of uh, Max's mother. So what does the couple have to do with this? Uh, the rich guy and his girlfriend who's cheating uh, with um, the, the, the fucking guy who's driving the, um, the, the yeah, chauffeur. I, yeah. What does they have to do with fucking anything? And are they part of the loop? Because obviously they would have to be to be there. And they picked her up and didn't say a word to her. So they're real people. Or are they? Now you're saying that everybody was dead. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. By trying to explain it, I think I'm getting more confused. No, I mean. I don't look, mean they, shit they, 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 No, because they have their same issues as well. I mean, a lot of uh, unfaithfulness and. Right, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who knows what, what, you know, what, what's going on beyond that. But yeah, I can, I can get the confusion there. But. 
why are they a part of that loop? Maybe it's it's to bring Lisa into it, I guess. Okay, maybe Derek can explain it better. Maybe maybe Derek is listening, saying, oh, man, it's because of, you know, oh, you guys, or you know what I mean? Because he's very familiar with it. Maybe he loves the film, and he's, yeah. you know. But then again, Derek's a cool cat, so I don't think he'd be frustrated that I don't get it. He's probably laughing at me, if anything, saying, oh, Dave's a fucking idiot. Well, definitely. Know, but, yeah. Whatever. Most definitely. <laughs> hey, it's like me talking Suspiria with somebody, the new one or the remake. When people question it, I'm like, it's really simple. I don't know why you don't get it. And I got it on my first view. So different strokes for different folks or we, some things speak to you and you get it and some things don't. And that's that's simply what happened to me and definitely Christian here. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm. Yeah, and I Brandon was. With degree. But Brandon seems to be very, you know, he can explain it all the way at this point. Not it all frustrated of it, but, okay. me, too, because that. It does hinder your enjoyment then, and you don't want to shit on the movie because of it. Uh, so I'm trying not to, but it was and definitely it I was don't. definitely the most painful uh, to get through for me. Yeah. But not 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 but not like again from a cinematic standpoint, from a visual standpoint. No, it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, there, beautiful. there was there was one shot in particular, and I wrote it wrote it down. I don't know why it just really struck me, and it's like a a shot that's seen through the reflection in a cigarette case very early on, which I really, I don't know. I just love that shot for some reason. And he, did, really he, did, cool. he did a, does a lot of things with arch, archways and, and arches and, and people walking through them. And that is very meaningful in these films. Like German expressionist films used it a lot. And it was in this time that shit meant stuff. But I couldn't yeah. draw these compare. I couldn't draw anything from it. I was, I was, I was lost. So I mean, my ratings go to reflect that. But it's not that I didn't like the movie. I, I just was lost. And so I will try to give it another chance at some point. But I gotta admit, I'm not rushing back to want to see it because it was not the most welcoming experience. Like I mean, I don't know how else to say it. When because it confused me, I'm like, I, I'll, I'll have to separate myself from it for a bit before going back to revisit it. Yeah, well, 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 how about how about this, Dave? For for an explanation of the couple, I mean, they they arrive at at this place, you know, their car breaks down, so so maybe that happened that night, and they became a part of this story in which the night where where Max murders Carlos and imprisons Elena, and and this nightmare takes place, and you know, the 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 wife of uh, the rich guy is sleeping with the husband, and you know, they're just not good people, so. They become victims as well because the mother kills the uh, the wife. Max kills the driver. The wife kills the husband. So they're they're not good people. Right. So they, yeah, they yeah. just happen to stumble upon it, and it all just kind of plays out in one big scenario. That one night, you know, however many years ago, and then Telly Savalas forces them to relive this one particular night. That's fine. That's as good as any explanation that that someone's going to give me. So yeah. I mean. It's believable. Why did they bring... I have one last question, then I'm going to be done. <laughs> Why did they bring George into the house after he died? You got Remember they find George, the chauffeur, out oh, in the, the car? Chauffeur. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it weird? If, why would they bring him in the house? Who the fuck are they? They're not doctors. They, and the guy's dead. They're going to bring him into the house, all these people? Yeah, let's it was... Bring we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want to get help, but let's do this instead. It was almost... <laughs> it's, yeah, it was like they, all of a sudden they were a funeral parlor. Like, we'll bring him in, we'll prepare him, and we'll bury him. Yeah, I <laughs> Right. And I'm wrong. I never saw Telly Savalas take lead. He's first build. It, it's like his show at the beginning with the credits in the first five, ten minutes. Yeah. And then it seems like that Max guy takes over as the big bad. He does all the talking. He does everything. Yeah. And it's almost like Telly Savalas is supposed to be the devil, but he's almost like an afterthought. He, I understand he, there's a reveal at the end, according yeah. to what you're saying. I can respect that, but it just seems like I was swerved. I don't know. 
Think of him as think of him as the devil, like he's he's the puppet master. He's pulling the strings from behind the scenes. You know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist, type of thing. Right. And, and I, yeah. the more I think about it, even though I, I I'll be 100% honest, I was just as confused. The more I think about it, the more I read about it, the more I sit on it. And and this was the same way with with a 2019 film I just saw. Why am I being cryptic? Us. I just recently saw Us in the theaters, and I, I have to see it again, and I have to sure. see it again after that. I, but for the first time, I, I didn't get everything, but the, the more I sit and think about the film, the more I like it, and the more I want to see it again, and, and that's the same thing I'm having with this film. See, that's the difference with me, with me, B. I'm not in a rush to go see this again, just like Mother. I'm not in a rush to go back and see Mother again. Oh, Us, I'm never, I'm never in a rush both. to see, I'm never Us, in a rush I to see, see Mother I'm never I, in a rush to see Mother again. That's fair. See, the, but... But us, I, I'm looking forward to watching again. Yeah, so th that says something to me. If if both movies had some confusing elements, and I know I want to peel back the layers more, but there's one that I'm rushing back to see, and the other ones I'm like, well, I'll get to it someday, maybe. Yeah, that yeah. says something. But I don't know. We'll see how we rate it. And that's just, I mean, that's just a, you know, a personal preference. It's just, it is what it is. Like I, I agree with you with both your examples of of Mother and We Are the Flesh. I'd be more inclined to go back to we are the flesh but uh the i have no yes yeah, especially for the the cock and balls <laughs> but i have no desire to ever revisit mother <laughs> really i can't I, i'm i don't want to i'm actually looking forward to watching mother again knowing now what i know and maybe i'll appreciate it i don't know no one ever explained we are the flesh to me so i'm going by nothing mother i understand more is it going to bring up my rating i don't know but second view is what it's all about so who knows this yeah, this I will watch again. I just don't know when. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You just said it way more concise to the point. <laughs> I, uh, I, I honestly, you know, like Brandon, sorry, are you done? Because you yeah, seem no, like you have I'm, a lot I'm, more. I'm, no, no, no. no I'm, I, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you from it. It just no, he no. missed us. He missed reviewing. He wants to. I did. Away. No, it's it's. You know? fun. I'm I'm enjoying this, but <laughs> yeah. no, this was one I was I was looking forward to diving into, especially after all that. But no, I uh, I'll leave it at that. I think. Uh, you know, it's it's a high recommend for me. It's it's one of my personal favorite pavas that I've seen so far. Uh, I would give it right now about an eight and a half. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm at a seven, and I'm giving it a seven because I'm giving it for the visuals and the fact that, like... Like I said, it it looks great, but I just didn't I didn't totally understand it. So I think that's as fair of a rating as I can give it right now. <clears throat> that's fine. I'll tell you what. It's like I said earlier. Some people watch a movie and they hate it, like The Witch or um, uh, Hereditary or Black Coach Daughter. So they say, "Oh no, that's pretentious. It's a piece of shit. I'll give it a two out of ten. You know what I mean? I think that's very unfair to do, and I would never do that. So when I have a situation where I don't get it, but I can appreci appreciate the aesthetics and everything else, I, I'll give this the same rating I gave Mother <laughs> and the same rating that I gave We Are the Flesh. Five out of ten. That's I'm not shitting on it. Okay. That's, That's all I can do. Sorry, Derek. I just, I wish I enjoyed it more than I did. I just went over well, my you, head. Yours, and, is, uh, yours is the, your example and your explanation, again, better than mine. Uh, and it's just, I just read it differently because, for, again, from a filmmaking standpoint, I could appreciate this film. I just didn't get all the, the, the themes and the, and the connections within, which is fine. Yeah. Storytelling didn't work for me, but the aesthetics did. And that's all I can do. So, all well, right. Next up. <laughs> Dracula, dead and loving it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dracula, Prince of Darkness from 1966, directed by Terrence Fisher. Dracula is resurrected 
preying on four unsuspecting visitors to his castle. Well, I'm really interested. I'm glad this was one of the options. I'm really interested in hearing what you guys have to say. Brayden already teased me, tickled me with a feather a little bit. And uh, <laughs> just like just behind the balls a bit. And it was I was pleasantly surprised. I, I was very happy, to, as I guess, what really what I want to say uh, with what he was saying already. So, Dave, what, did, what was your initial thought? My initial thought? Yeah. Well, this came from Robert Patterson, by the way. So thank you. Thanks, because Bobby. I did enjoy it. Uh, we had a lot of... Yes, from Twilight. It's you. It's your brother. Yes. <laughs> My brother. He gave us a lot of he gave a lot of choices for hammer movies and uh Holy shit, that was great too. I, yeah. Yeah, and Christian picked this one, which I gotta say he knocked it out of the park. I mean I, I hadn't I don't think I'd seen any on the list, so it was it was a cool list to see and I'll get to all of them, but Well, cause I was a little worried because it was although this is the third in the Dracula movies, it's really a direct sequel to Dracula or the horror of Dracula, the first Christopher yeah. Lee one. And the, so you don't have to see the one in the middle. And I love, like, these are the ones that they showed when I was a kid, like at a young age, but not too young. Uh, and these ones didn't scare me quite as much. And I saw the horror of Dracula, Dracula, Prince of Darkness. And there's one other one. I don't think it was the one that was, le- there's one other one that's less sleazy than Taste the Blood of Dracula, the Scars of Dracula. One of those. There's like three of them in a the row I watched. And I'll always remember those ones. This is a fun movie. I was telling Brandon really quickly, it's kind of like a Friday the 13th sequel. It's really <laughs> simple. It's a very simple pre- premise. It's very simple. Introduce four new characters, yeah. and they end up at Dracula's castle, and half the movie goes by before Dracula gets resurrected. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and like you said, because uh, i never seen the original, but you said it just it has that recap right at the beginning, and it was concise and perfect you know van helsing kills dracula and then we're set up for this story where uh we have clove uh dracula's uh housekeeper and helper and (laughs) kind of uh luring these uh these four to the castle to help resurrect his master he's like a day walker yeah (laughs) i mean it's great it's great because i mean you get that camera production value and you get really good performances again i don't think a lot of these were known actors correct me if i'm wrong i mean they may have been in other films but i don't think they're like huge but they're they're great in this well like i i butchered before when i was talking about barbara shelley who who played the other sister that they you know they was talking about the who played helen yeah she is Considered the first leading lady of British horror. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, so she she's a, big. So they, yeah. yeah, she. Oh yeah, she's she's very big. She did a lot of. Uh, she's like a. I guess you would say like like almost like a scream queen. <laughs> hmm. Want to know what's funny? Since she, since you're calling her a scream queen, she didn't do her own screaming in the film. And as yeah, a matter you, of fact, yeah. Diana did it for her. Yeah. The other that's girl, hilarious. The I didn't. Girl, I didn't know. Mother. But you could tell when she screamed. I was like, that's. Doesn't look like it's hard doing it, but yeah. I didn't know it was uh, the yeah, other Diana one. Diana did it. Who? Oh man, what a pretty girl that is. My yeah, God. she was. It was. We, she was. Both were gorgeous, especially when they let the hair down in these movies. It's just yeah, they're just gorgeous, and they just had the vampire mm. women, the vampire uh, Like uh, they, they have the, the. I don't know if that's what, the, but they have like the, the the gowns, the white gowns, and the fangs. Mm-hmm. The Christopher Lee as Dracula doesn't have one line of dialogue in this movie that's that's my complaint 
Is this usual? <laughs> I, and now remember, the only Hammer movies I've seen are the ones we had that we they were they've been given to us on the show. So this is either my fourth or my fifth. I'm not sure because we had uh, we Patreon some other ones now. Yeah. So obviously, I didn't see the other Hammer Dracula movies. You have. Does he talk in them and not in here? Talk to the first one now. Uh, that's but I. It's been such a long time now that I've got to go back and revisit. But I'm pretty sure he talks in the other ones too, because Peter Cushing does come back down the line, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's the next one or, or or two later. But he he does come back. I don't know if there was a bit of a falling out or or whatever. But there's something behind there that's of interest as well to from a historic standpoint. But I don't know, and it's weird because. The only thing I found weird about that is that his movements are a little awkward when he, he could have jumped down from that second level because he's Dracula. But instead, he's like, huh? and he goes like, I'm going to run down these stairs. And he, and he <laughs> runs down the stairs towards him. And I'm like, and he pulls the girl away. He's like, ah, that just seems a little out of character for the Dracula that we think we know. It's almost like you'd figure that you just jump right down and be more menacing. Right. Did it did it harm the movie? Absolutely not. You know did why I think he didn't it was jump funny? down? Why? You didn't want to get a case of them bad legs. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known it was coming. As soon as you said a case, I started laughing already. <laughs> what about the coach well, how driver? Do you not oh, have him talk? Well, no, seriously, it's Christopher Lee. The guy has a golden voice. It's like having Vincent Price in your movie. You and know not what? having him talk. I'm in shock that, like, as you're saying it, I'm like, oh yeah, he didn't speak, but yes, it my was big note. I, you didn't yeah, realize I, that? Oh, I was I was waiting for him to talk. You know what it was? I want to see this. Everyone blows him as Dracula, and I haven't seen it. Then I've heard so many people put him on a pedestal, say, I think he's better than Lugosi, this and that. So I'm like, okay, that's the selling point to this film going into it for me, a novice in Hammer and in Christopher Lee in this role. So I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see it. And he didn't talk. Well, you got to see Again, the first one then. <laughs> I know. It's not going to affect my rating because I still rated well. I just... You know what it is for me? For, for me, is probably the reason why it didn't bother me is because oh. of the strength of all the other characters. Check and this Father, out. And Father Shandor's is a is a great character, just as a you know, a, just a big like uh, you know uh, protagonist with the. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's a uh, what is he? He's a priest. Is he a priest or a father or a minister? That guy, the, I don't know. Yeah, he's well. They call him father. They do call him father. Father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fa- yeah. Father Shandor. What? Well, fucking idiot. But he's like, but he's menacing in a way, and he's and he's cool, and he's and I don't know. He 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 took like the lead almost at, at certain points, and you knew he was going to come back at the end. And I like the scene with him just standing in the fire in the uh, at the bar, just literally with his pulling his fucking uh, robe up and just letting. Uh, Smoke get blown up his ass. <laughs> so guys, I literally, I literally up, yeah. wrote blowing smoke up his ass. <laughs> well, he goes like he, for somebody he just beats. He's all over him. Like it's it's it's, it's hilarious. If I well, sorry because I I half listened because I was looking. I was research, I got the research and the answer to why Christopher Lee doesn't talk in the movie. He had a cold really? laryngitis. No. Is it, so this is his quote. This this was the only Dracula film in which I didn't say a word. I make sounds, but I don't speak. There was a great deal of dialogue originally, but it was so bad that I refused to deliver it. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow. Props on you, Mr. Lee. Okay. At one point, Dracula me. is supposed to declare, I am the apocalypse. I finally just decided, let's not have him speak at all, if this is the best <laughs> you could do. <laughs> I am the apocalypse. 
<laughs> wow, too bad Christopher Lee wasn't freaking Telly Savalas or, or, or Max from Alicia and the Devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, because it is, it is obvious, but you, you don't realize it. So obviously, this must be the only one that he, he doesn't speak in, and which which kind of goes by memory. But like it threw me for a loop because I know I only touched in the first one, but I just wasn't sure if that was a trait. But yeah, anyway, sorry, Brandon, because I know we were talking about father uh, blow smoke up your ass. but that's his gimmick dracula is a smooth mofo he's supposed to come in there and talk to you and say stuff and talk the pants off you so to speak that's his gimmick he's smooth (laughs) you know what i mean so you want to see him talk and i'm like and it's christopher lee so i was excited about that and at least i at least that's for a good reason if you're gonna sound like an idiot yeah so he talked with his eyes dave he seduced with his eyes which is another (laughs) thing dracula does but it took him down to a biting thing and this is what I realized about movies watching this. I am not into the antagonists. And think about how many are biters. It, it occurred to me for the first time now. Now, think about this. Werewolves bite. Vampires bite. Zombies bite. Everybody bites. I figured out that I like weapons and I like supernatural devilish things over biting antagonists. Well, right, just, I'll, it, I'll it bite. occurred to me. I'll yeah. I'll <laughs> Horrible! Did you hear though that the the one of the because of the legal battles with the new Friday the Thirteenth, Victor Miller has to make Jason a biter. <laughs> I'm not watching it. They have, have to carve out a big bite hole in his mask. Yeah. <laughs> it brings new. You can't new wear it. You can't wear it. Yeah. No, but I, I love the setup with. with I love the setup with Father Shandor with him kind of hating these locals because they're still all superstitious about the vampire craze that was. 10 years in the past when the original film uh, was released. So they're, they're trying to like uh, dispose of every dead body in the way they would a vampire. And he stops them from, uh, from, from staking the dead girl, you know, at the beginning. Yeah. And then of course, you know, he warns them not to go to Carlsbad. I didn't know this took place in California. (laughs) (laughs) Carlsbad light. All right. (laughs) People here say it's one good beer. (laughs) <laughs> but really you get we get introduced to these people and they get they accidentally end up at dracula's castle because well, they get they were, into a haunted coach it and was they, either that or jason shack they had to choose they chose <laughs> they chose comfort you know yeah. that was it there's no way you're gonna have your ladies stay in that shack the guys were totally cool with it they're like no we're not <laughs> staying in there we want well the check it out though. well yeah but helen was smart helen was smart the whole movie until the end until the, then she was easy as fuck. She was sitting there, <laughs> let's not do this, let's not go there, yeah. this is not a good idea. She was right on every single step of the way. And then at the very end, she just sees Dracula, and she just goes, oh, and just falls into his arms. Just no fight at all. That's because like, he's well, the he's apocalypse. Got, he's, he's got the power, yeah, he's the apocalypse. He's got the power over her. But, <laughs> but she's cautious the whole time. Even when Clove comes to get her, you know, she's scared, but she's like, you know, you know, come, your husband, and he's just, you know... I guess you would go. Let and... me open my apocalypse. <laughs> That's like a line from like a a, a, a bad Hellraiser sequel. I could see like him in like part six. <sighs> the driverless carriage though is really cool because it shows up out of nowhere and it's like, okay, of course, like I'd be like, this is weird. I'm not getting in here. But at the same time, they're like, they're, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. So they're like, all right, we'll, we'll just take it because we're, we're almost to where we're going. We're going climbing and where I f- forgot where they're going, but they, they have to travel through Carlsbad. And 
you know, Charles takes the reins and he's like, okay, we're just going to go. And then Literally. all of a sudden, yeah, it takes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he has no control over him. And I, th- I thought that scene was really cool. Well, I thought it was yeah, great, great. The coach guy that took, got rid of him, he sounded like Dr. Loomis. Yeah, like, the evil is like, gone. Get that, get that woman out now. Now. Get him out. <laughs> oh, that. He, he sounded <laughs> like yeah, Turkish yeah. Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How about the gift horse? Finally, that line was used right in life or in a movie or anything. The guy literally said, and it fit the situation perfectly, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. They were gift horses. (laughs) It was perfect. You didn't didn't look them in the mouth. They took advantage of them. Yeah, And that was great. And that was a great way to get them to the castle. But doesn't it turn from day to night, like in a blink of an eye in this movie? Like it happens like they wake up the next morning, can't find anybody, go back to the shack. And then they go, we go back to the castle. I'm figuring it's like maybe 11, 11 a.m. All of a sudden they're at the castle and then you see the light just dim down again to darkness. That happens at the end of the movie when they're like, we got to get going. We have a day's ride ahead of us. And four minutes later, they're at the castle and it's like shifted from like. <laughs> but you forgive it because it, it, it's so oh, there's yeah, a charm yeah. again to these movies. I think we said that last year when we did the three Hammer films and it, it, it's it's here. You You forgive it, but. I, I will say that the script was a lot more simplistic than I remember it. No fault. But when you talk about Friday the 13th sequels or whatever, there's nothing different here. It's set up in a very simple way to get them back to the castle to reintroduce Dracula. And what a resurrection scene. Because oh, tell awesome. me, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th didn't bore a page out of that. Or like yeah. Hostel 2 for that matter. But I'm talking about slit neck drained right into the, the the coffin or the open coffin and then it brings him back to that was amazing that was a really cool scene yes that was. was that was a really cool scene yes and it made me think of freddy like when the dog and, pissed and you know what the characters were yeah. smart after, the characters were smart after that you know charles and diana because he, yep. he immediately the next morning when they can't find he's suspicious he's suspicious so he takes her back to you know that the uh jason shack and uh, you know immediately it's like you stay here i'm gonna go back and investigate something's up but you know and protect uh, the women. it, it makes a smart great. choice yeah. and then all of a sudden uh clove shows up and takes her right back and it's like but clove how, how did well, you do that some good gore and when he knocks that guy or stabs that guy in the back and then cranks or, or wraps the chains around and cranks them up. You're like, they're not going to slit his throat. Are they? They're not going to show this because it's an old movie. You're like, I'm hoping they will, but I don't think they're going to. And not only that, but his jacket falls down and you can see the stab wound in his back. Like they, yes, attention to detail here. I, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they slit the guy's fucking neck. <laughs> the only thing you, the only thing you can see is <laughs> when good. they're, is when they're showing him hanging upside down. You can't see the neck dripping. Yeah. When I they think... show into the coffin, you see the neck drip. You, yeah. You, you see the dripping, but, but that's fine. Like, yeah. like that's that's so nitpicky at well, this you, point. You saw it spray across the into frame. So you hear the yeah. slit. You see the slit or or the, the motion of the slit. One, yeah. You hear it, and then you see yeah. the blood drain down. But you're right. They keep the sound effect, but they can't physically show it. And that was obviously a censorship thing yeah. of not being able to show the actual body with dripping blood in the same shot. Yeah. Oh. Because okay. obviously I, I said the exact same thing, Brandon. Like they, they just show the blood flow out and then they cut to the longer shot where you see him hanging, dangling yeah. above, but there's no blood actually dripping out there, but you hear the sound effect. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'll is just you, I think unsettling. it was <laughs> Sorry. No, I think it was a better resurrection than Freddy. I think it was a great resurrection. I, I'm with you. It's freaking... I wish they would do that nowadays. It was simplistic, and yet it was perfect. Yeah. The way they, I'm sitting there staring at it, 
watching the transition and waiting to see, you know, a flaw. And it's it's done masterfully. I, I, and and very man. slow too. Yes. It's, it's, it was like at one point I'm like, come on already, but it was like I was enjoying it, but I was like, it was I like, loved it. yeah, it was great. It was like his hand comes it was, unco- it was uncomfortably long at at, at mm-hmm. one point. There's sometimes but you see in a shots. Good way. Sometimes you see shots in old movies that you understand the beauty of old filmmaking. Yeah. And th- that's one of them. Then then there's other things that throw you off, like two people instantly falling in love, the, those stupid freaking cliches that you get, which is the issue. But but there are scenes like that. And, and a lot of times in special effects, you even watch some of the universal classics and you see some of the things they do in the special effects department, which, which sounds ridiculous, but looks better than some freaking modern CG. Yeah. I mean, it's weird, but... Wow, things like that. I, I don't know. I get that feeling like I'm watching something important. I'm like, man, this is filmmaking. These are people that are that are getting together, doing stuff that that's brand new, and and doing the best they can, and it's coming out better than it has any right to come out. I mean, that, yeah. the work that goes into that, you have to appreciate that, just like you have to appreciate, you know, the makeup effects artists in the '70s and '80s with, with what they're doing. It's just, man. I, I I really appreciate old. I keep saying the word appreciate, but I, <laughs> but it's coming from the heart. I mean, to see things like that as as a fan of the genre and a film just in general, and and how we've come along and the work that goes into it, man. I don't know. I just get a feeling when I'm watching it, like I'm watching something important, and I don't know. I, I can see why some people obsess over Hammer movies and Universal classics. Now, me, I really do get into them, but I'm yet to watch a movie that when I walk away is like an eight and a half, nine, 10 out of 10. That has not happened to me yet. I still do appreciate these movies. I just don't think they're great all around. Like I never finished watching one and said, great movie, love it. Nine out of 10. It hasn't happened yet. But I wonder if the horror of Dracula or just the original, uh, it's called horror of Dracula or Dracula. If that would have done it for you. I hope it does happen. So... But uh, yeah, no, I mean, this one's a a perfect one, uh, but it's definitely a great sequel. It's fun. Uh, And what was the most like what I remember the most from my childhood is how they get rid of them. And it's funny how you're Mm. I was like, weird. Well, it was ice, but it looks like concrete for fuck's sake. But (laughs) how she shoots down and breaks the ice so that he's I just think that's amazing. Um, And the and he the water kills him. Is that new, the running water thing, or do they create that mythos for this film? Part of me, I said the same thing. Is that, is that old school about running water, uh, yeah. or was it created for this film? That's I my think question. they talk about it in Bram's... Maybe I'm wrong. You know where they talk about it? Night of the Demons. Water going around the castle. But aside from that... Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm trying to think if... there Maybe there's... I don't know if it was mentioned in like the source material on Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, per se, but I'm wondering if in like vampire lore... Now, I hope or, it is. or just an evil. If, Would not, Dracula have died if he tried to bite a girl when she got out of the shower? <laughs> <laughs> True. Running water. <laughs> it's running! <laughs> no, but I mean, I'll respect it if it was around since the beginning of time. But if not, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a cheat, but it's something that, that the filmmakers of this particular movie created as a, 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 a new clever way to get rid of them. But I, I hope it's. I don't mind it. I don't mind it either way. I do. I do agree with you. I hope it's part of the lore. But you know, I I like when there's certain changes. You know, obviously, like, you know, if this was uh, 
Bella Lugosi standing there on the ice, he would have just turned into a bat and flew away. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it was really well done. I like that they brought Father Shandor back, and uh, you know, they they talked about how uh, Dracula has many people on the Earth who are like sort of loyal to him, and you meet the uh, you meet Ludwig, who was at the monastery basically as a prisoner for twelve years, and how he sort of invites Dracula in, and. Uh, and you know, I I got confused at one point because the father puts uh puts crosses in the coffins in Helen and uh, Dracula's coffin at the monastery so they can't get back into it. But then the next scene is they're back in their coffins. But it made sense because Ludwig shows up, so he he would have removed them. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually funny that you said that. Yeah, I just you're right. Yeah, at first I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. He just put it, and then I'm like, wait, of course, Ludwig's the one driving. Well, I also find that when we're getting, when we're watching these movies, like on this particular one, I was watching it on my computer. And so when I, and I, I move my mouse and I'm like, holy shit, there's like five minutes left. How yeah. are they going to yeah. wrap this up? And they just, they wrap right. it up. This, <laughs> a, this, is, this is a, this is a quick moving and oh, yeah. short film. So yep. this yep. one really flew by. I like it. And there's two things I wanted to add before we wrapped it up. The great part with Dracula when he snaps the sword is fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> and when he pushes the girl away, when she thinks that he yeah. loves her or something like that, and he's just <laughs> concerned about himself and she's trying to get up on him. I'm your number one girl now. And he's like, he pushes it. Get away from me, woman. You, you know, know what? It, 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 it reminds <laughs> me of uh, Half Baked. Get away from me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impotent. Exactly. Get away from me, bitch. <laughs> Well, Dave Chappelle was supposed to be in this movie. That's literally the way he pushes her, though, and the way she like it. She's like, right? "Oh, I love you. I'm in it. Get away from me, bitch." I thought, when, great... when you said a Hammer film, I thought you meant MC Hammer. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Going back to that. <laughs> nice. MC Hammer was in what do you call it? in in Ghost Watch? By the way, I like that. They, it was on the wall. Yeah, he was on the wall. 1992, baby. I saw that poster. Yeah. No, but stuff. the you know what, Christian? Another thing with the uh, with the transition with the night to day. When they're so far behind, when they're like, we got to catch up, we're days behind, they actually cut Clove off before he even reaches the castle. <laughs> That's true. They get they kill yeah. Clove, and then and then doesn't the carriage take off by itself and it gets stuck? And that's how it, it happens, because Dracula's yeah. uh, coffin falls out and yeah. slides down onto the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went backwards. It, it is really kind of weird there. But again, I'm not. I'm not trying to nitpick because I know there might have been budgetary things oh, here. Oh no, it's from, fine. It, it's, it's it's fine. It was. It was. I'm not. I'm not going to use the word perfect, but it was near perfect for me. I, I just had a blast with it. Cool. What are you going to rate it? I give it a nine out of ten. Wow. Oh man, that's wow. awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I, awesome. I loved it. I, I got, I oh, really you, got no complaints. You got to watch all terrific. the other ones I know. Sorry, Brandon, forget yeah. me. I just, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, no, it was just, it was terrific. It was, it's a great film. All right. I, I was 8.5 and I thought I was going to be the highest. <laughs> wow. No shit. Wow. I feel bad, but I still enjoyed the movie. I give it 7.5. I don't feel bad. That's still good. Still I know. Good yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I will watch it again. And uh, to skin a cat, you must catch it. Good, <laughs> good line from this film. It's great. It's a great, you know, everything isn't as easy as you make it seem. To skin a cat, you got to catch it first. I like that. And one more quick thing. I do believe that towards the end of this movie, Diana was not wearing a bra. I don't know if anybody caught on to that, but it was kind of all too uh, can, I take, can I take my rating back? Nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, freaking, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, BC on freaking... <laughs> On uh, horror mafia, he he takes points off of move uh, off Sopranos episodes if there's not a killer or if there's not TNA. 
<laughs> so, and again, I, I hate to just jump back, but it is mentioned in Bram Stoker's book that Dracula can't cross running water. And then yes. someone asks why. And then so then see many legends make reference to evil being unable to cross flowing water. And so Bram Stoker's re referencing this. Uh, and I guess Tolkien demons. also did this in Lord of the Rings and, of course, in Night of the Demons. Uh, yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it's cool. It. I got to respect it, you know? It's great. All right. Well. Fun movie. Thank you, thank you again. More yeah. Hammer. Terrific. I'm, I'm loving Hammer. I'm with Dave, though. You know, like, just early exposure to it. You know, probably only, like, my eighth Hammer film, but seven out of eight so far yeah. in terms of the ones I've loved. I mean, eight out of five? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, let's get into shock. We gotta, we gotta get on. We gotta, yeah, we're on a time limit. Do it. Our uh, last feature review, Mario Bava's Shock from 1977, but I believe it was released in '79. A couple is terrorized in their new house, haunted by the vengeful ghost of the woman's former husband, who possesses her young child. I gotta tell you, I avoided this movie for years because of the stupid freaking box cover. Look at this I, I own this on a double feature DVD with Christian's favorite movie, Possession. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. it's in a midnight double feature with Possession, which is weird now that oh, I think about so it. So my first thing about this one was, again, I'll be I'll try to be brief because, I know oh, Dave, you're just about to say something. It's, again, just, just felt like it was a something that would have been like a Twilight Zone length or t uh, like a Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Crypt, like... Crypt before Brandon jumps Crap. on my throat. Tales from the crap. <laughs> Tales from the crapper. I, I, couldn't, yeah. I had a rough goal last night. I tried to correct myself, but I still well, no, Tales, fucking... from the, Tales from the crapper is a trauma movie. <laughs> well, okay. Not and from Tales of the crapper. Not from Tales of the crapper. But this felt like it's a short idea made into a feature-length film. Once again, I loved the cinematography of this. This is this is a little bit more relaxed comparative to Baron Blood and Lisa and the Devil from a cinema cinematography standpoint, but they do make good use of it. There's a lot of good shots within the house itself, mm -hmm. but once again, act one and two kind of feel like the same more or less. And then I think act three is where everything really is a payoff. You obviously need that setup for the payoff to work. Uh, that goes without saying, but I'm just saying that I feel like it drags a little bit in the second part. But then it, it picks right up again and, and, and really delivers in the final act. Yeah, but all, all these little like scenes that you're seeing very early on that almost seem meaningless start to make so much sense, you know, in, in the final act. Yeah. You know, true enough, just, true enough. Just, just, just seeing a close-up of the giant like sculpted hand and, you know, yeah. seeing uh, – what's his son's name? Markle. Uh, Don't you remember Marco. the beginning when he says, Marco, that's my name? <laughs> <laughs> Marco I Marco was a creepy little bastard. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. Great casting on that fucking kid. Yeah, but him in the basement right at the very beginning, and then, of course, like, he comes up, and immediately the stepfather, Bruno, locks the basement, and, you know, you got the childlike music playing, and it's just really atmospheric. And, uh, you know, they refer to, to Marco's father as, uh, you know, Carlos as having committed suicide. Yep. By, yeah. by by drowning himself in the sea because he was a, a drug addict. Well, it was more like, I, again, as and then the payoff is is finding out the story of who's protecting who and what's happening there. It's yeah, a, which, which is it, a great reveal. Yeah, it, it, there's a double. It's like, a, it's like a double twist. But the effects, again, like that that scene where the box cutter comes yeah. out alive, it, it, oh, it's I animated. It. It's really well done. Yes, it's, it is. And this is, what, 77? 
Yeah. Yeah, 77. So, so, it, I was like, this is great. Like, it wasn't yep. like, yeah, okay, obviously a bit dated, but that was film at the time. Uh, you're getting forgiven of it. I was like really impressed by that. And there are some great moments. I just wanted, like, I, I hate saying it because I, maybe it is a cop, but to say the movie's too slow or, or whatever it may be. But that's, I just felt like, yeah, you're right. There, there's a little bit, but it's they're too similar, Act 1 and 2, is I guess the point I'm making. Even though there's small builds within. Well, that's what it is. It's a small build kind of revealing mm-hmm. Marcus as this creepy perv, because you know he's possessed. And, you know, even though it's, you, you, do you really, you don't really know who he's possessed by, but you know he's possessed. Well, yeah, there's something not well, right. But there's something kind of obvious. It, it's yeah, it's kind of obvious, but he's still like he's still like in when bed with his, his mother, <laughs> and he, yeah, he's like about to touch her. Then he threatens to kill her at the party, and you're like, even if you even if you're at the point where it's like, okay, he's possessed by his uh, by his dead father because you know this is where he died. Well, why uh, why would he be so vengeful? Because apparently he was an asshole. The guy, remember, they were talking about him, saying that he had issues with the needle and this and that. So I, I'm assuming because he was a drug addict. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. A, it's an assumption, but I'm guessing that maybe he was an asshole too. And then they show the scene. Do they show? Do they wait till later to show when he when he's actually mean to her? Yeah, he sticks her with a needle or that part or that too. That too. That that's not nice, right? I mean, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just assuming that he mistreated her. And because he was a drug addict, maybe I'm being presumptuous. Well, not all drug can't addicts be are bad all that people. bad, though, because he loves to go on a swing. Is it, <laughs> that swing just keeps going back and forth, and that's obviously uh, who else would it be? <laughs> like, why does that it's swing true. keep going? Because <laughs> he's, it's creepy he's on heroin. and effective. It's great. Like, it, 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 but it, I was just like, wow, he really loves that swing. That guy. Well, yeah. Have you ever shot fucking smack and gone on a swing? No. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> you I thought those, those, those scenes with the swing were cool, though, when Bruno's, like, pushing the swing and he's got the picture of uh, his stepfather on yeah. there and it kind of lines up with what's going on on the plane. With the plane, yeah. yeah. Like, that oh, this crazy. is fucking creepy, yeah. man. That you know, the, cool. the mother who was, uh, what, Daria Nicolodi? Nicolodi? Yeah. 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 Nice to see her. Yeah, Always. nice to see her, yes. And, uh, you know, she's, like, sort of, like, hypnotized, like, by that the metronome and you know the piano starts like laughing and mm-hmm. you know that you know the then later on with the razor blade yeah, in between the, the keys the old oh, razor blade oh, between cool. the keys routine loved it oh makes the... you wanna makes you think twice before tickling the ivories <laughs> 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 the creepiest scare or the, the the most effective well there's a lot of effective ones but i'll say the best one is when she comes out of the doorway into the hallway and she's like, mommy, mommy. And the boy runs oh. up to her and then Rah! and it, it, it becomes him like within yes. the frame because the beautiful cinematography, once again, because the framing of the shot is so simple. You just see her come out and they do it in one take. So you just see the boy screaming, mommy, mommy, running out, running towards yeah. her. But because he's short, he's out of frame and they time it perfectly that when he runs up, the dad comes in and grabs her. And it's so good. It's you know what's, such cra- a good you know what's crazy about scare. that? Derek wrote awesome. to me. He's like, "What did you think of the big scare at the end?" And I'm like, "Is that the one he's talking scare? about?" And that's and I said to him, "I said what's scare?" And he wrote back to me. He's like, "The one where he's running and he turn and turns into the father." I'm oh, like, "Oh, that's oh, hilarious!" Yeah. And I'm and I said to him, "I said, it's so funny because I immediately when I saw that scene thought of last year with Housewife. They had the, the exact same that scene that was in, in Housewife, and it was absolutely terrifying in Housewife. Yet in this one, it didn't scare me as much because like." 
I had seen it before, but yet this obviously did it way before. But I was like, that's awesome that this is almost like where that scene originated from. I think it's, they did that in Annabelle too, the first Annabelle for some reason. I remember them, uh, uh, someone running into a, into a room and that, that happening. Yeah, it's well, super effective, though. They've done it to certain degrees in other movies as well, and I think this is what you guys are pointing out to, but, yeah, it's the way it was handled here within the great. same... Because fr- what you're doing, again, Mike... Uh, Mike? Mike? Where did Mike come from? Again, what you were saying, <laughs> Dave, Mike... My brother. Mike. Dave, <laughs> w- with the love of movie making, this is movie magic, because they're like, yeah. how do we make this work simplistically, and we don't even need effects, and awesome. it, it, so it's beautiful. That's just like, that's everybody getting together. It's like, we'll have her come out. We'll have the camera pan around like this. You'll see the boy in the, in, in the far frame. He'll run up and boom. He got, the timing was impeccable. I wonder how many times I had to do it, but it just works beautifully. <laughs> it was great. The only problem is that I was still laughing from the, the scene that happened like 10 seconds before when there was a baby John Holmes in the bed. <laughs> Did oh. you see that part? <laughs> you you remember remember the, you, there's a baby remember? with a big dick? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no dude. He pulled back the covers, and, and it was a little kid with 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 this with this face and a mustache, oh, and they look at John Holmes. Look at the John Holmes in the bed. I was cracking up. <laughs> oh, well, the nightmarish imagery in here works great. It works great, and and it gets that is, but it's so funny how it is such a slow build to just go totally balls out in the last 15 minutes. It's my kind of film. This is one of the first ones I watched, and I'm having a tough time remembering. I'm looking at my notes, and I'm like, wait, what does that mean? I remember uh, I wrote it down here. Some of the piano. There was one scene in particular where the piano music was playing, where it reminded me of the uh, theme from Nightmare on Elm Street. Like it. Like I, I, I gotta go back and listen to it because I. It Is that where she really... walks up to it and there's nobody there playing the piano? Where she thinks it's her, thinks it's Margo? When it's the record? It's the I, record playing? I'm not or, sure. How about I'm... that? So it comes full circle. You said Nightmare on Elm Street, Christian. You said Nightmare on Elm Street, B. Now yeah. I'm going to make a Nightmare on Elm Street comparison. There's a scene in this that they took and they used it in Nightmare on Elm Street. The girl was asleep dreaming about the, the, um, the, the, freaking, the razor cutter coming after her, right? And then she wakes up and her husband's there, and she actually has a cut in her freaking nightgown. And I'm thinking, I wonder if the guy's going to say, oh, you better cut your nails. you got to stop that kind of dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, you know? <laughs> Same exact shit, dude. She had a rip in her freaking thing from the dream. It's like, wow. Well, Man. We, we kind of go into repulsion territory here, too, it seems, right? It just seems that to be, too. yeah, like a, a breaking of, uh, of the mind. Yeah, and you learned, mm-hmm. and you learned that you know she was you know in a sanatorium and uh, had electroshock and stuff like that, and it you know it's, it slowly unfolds, and then you have um, the funniest scene in the movie with the uh, the rat. Oh my god! The, 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 Usain, Bo- the, the yeah. Usain Bolt of rats. Yeah. <laughs> that bolt. That, that rat wanted to go that home. Bolt. <laughs> that bolt. Did you see how fast he ran? Yeah. Ugh. He did. It was like crazy. I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, ah, and they're screaming. I had to put the <laughs> volume down because there's a lot of screaming at the end of that, this movie. Yeah. Like full out screaming. And I, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like there was no need for that part, but it was very effective as well. It was very Just to have effective. the rat fly out of that hole to try to get into <laughs> another one. <laughs> I think I, you know, you know what that hole was? I'm pretty sure that was Pipes and Glory Hole. <laughs> <laughs> There's a link. There's a link to all these movies. God damn it. He had a hamster in his glory hole. <laughs> How about the one kill we got was great when they showed oh. that? 
Well, what, yeah. the, not what, I don't want to give too much away, but like it's the, the original kill, the yeah. reveal. Yes, when yeah. we see what happens and we see oh. the slit. And the, oh, that was right out of a Friday Thirteenth movie. Yeah, oh, it's great. Oh, wow. you're talking. I'm talking about like the, with with the pickaxe. I'm not talking about the pickaxe. I'm talking about the original kill with the reveal, with the slit and the, oh. and the blood all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But not to take away from the pickaxe, that was great too. So the, the pardon me, there were two kills, right? But and yeah. they were both done very well. Yeah, the the pickaxe was great. Not only that, they made it yeah. still look good as she got rid of the body. And I, yeah. I'm sorry because I am spoiling a bit, but ah, fuck, this is from 1977, and 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 whatever. But it's just it's well, I'm spoiling, but not really. I mean, there's a lot more to it than we we've, we've, we've been that. spoiling every movie though. You know, these are older movies. It's what we but do. But this is a reveal. <laughs> this is more of a reveal that we don't want to give away, and we're not. We're not. You know, we're dancing around. We're not actually saying this is what happened. I don't think we have to. I don't no. think it makes a difference. But I think it's cool. I think. <laughs> how about the Amityville connections? There's two things in this movie that happened in Amityville Horror, although they did it better here. They are bleeding from the walls, although these walls happen to be brick. And then they, they were smashing the freaking brick wall in the basement, just like they did in Amityville Horror. Leave it to David. Always find little comparisons there. That's yeah, awesome. Like, I didn't, you know, even, didn't even think it, of it. it always, but, yeah. yeah. How about the, uh, they said sanatorium. B, B said sanatorium. Sanitarium. Seen, right. <laughs> I, that was my question. Sometimes they call it a sanatorium. Sometimes they call it a sanitarium. Is it the you, same thing? You know uh, something? I think it is the same. And as I was saying it and I said sanatorium. I was going to make fun of you. And I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think I just had a stroke because I never say it like that. Well, I, I was just about to go. I was like, no, I haven't. I, I, I oh, I have. No, I always hear sanitarium. I've heard both, and they said sanatorium, especially in Metallica. Yeah, sanatorium. <laughs> nice. Bee singing this episode. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How'd you Sorry, like that, Marco? Marco? Sorry, Marco. I know. Marco! Marco! That's my Marco. Name. <laughs> oh my god, look at that. That's why we gotta get a soundboard. I want oh, I want a sample my. of that kid. Right? So anytime we bring up Marco, we can press the button. Marco, that's my name. You would think this shit was scripted, how this fucking like, all I, know. I say that other <laughs> like the how this gold just comes together. <laughs> oh man. Um good, good scares. This was this was unsettling, but Admittedly, and I told B this before, and I, I not because the movie, I did not like the movie, but it took me three watches to get through it because I kept this putting it on late. Huh? Yeah, and I just kept dozing off 20 minutes in, 20 minutes in. And it was just because I put it on, I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with me? So then I just said, put it on first thing in the morning, and I watched it. <laughs> wow, I, I watched sure. it this morning too, and I'll tell you what, this one held my attention more than any other movie beginning to end. I think this is more my type of movie. If I'm into the characters, I like a more intimate setting. And if it's moving slow, it doesn't seem slow when I'm into the plot. And for whatever reason, I, I don't know. I like the supernatural stuff like this. And I Yeah, I liked it. Okay. And I, I love the way they, they justify the fact that they, they you know came back to this house in the first place and why it took so long. It's really very smart in that sense. Yes. And it's like I, they don't normally do that. Usually, you know, when they return to a haunted house, it's like, why are you there? And, but it, it totally makes sense. And they bug, they begged his dad to come back to direct the one last film, right? He kind of sort of shunned the industry. And then what was it? Lombardo or? Lombardo. Lombardo, yeah. sorry. His son, correct? Asked yes, him to come back son. to do this one last movie. And I don't know if it's supposed to be his one last movie, but he just had a heart attack afterwards. A few a couple of years later, or something. Yeah, that was yeah, he died the like reason why. two years later, three years. Did later. he die young? Was he? Was uh, he? Uh, how old? It was, was 1980, Bob, but I don't know how old he was. 62. He was still, 
62, yeah. I think it was, or 60? It, it was 65 when 65, he died. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's young. It's yeah. really young, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a shame. Lamberto had a great career, though, too. I mean, Lamberto oh, yeah. has done some means... amazing films. Yeah, Blade yeah. in the Dark, you know, yeah. he's done some really great stuff. Definitely. How about the ice cream truck music that they kept playing? Didn't it remind you of like an ice cream truck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. That's the one thing. Like, it's almost like he uses soundtracks that are in complete contrast to what's happening, except for when the scary shit happens. But like from like right. like the opening credits and the end credits, it always just seems to go into this, this different type of music. But it works. Yeah. It, does, it works. It does work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you were talking about that with the. Uh... What was it? You were talking about that with Lisa and the Devil. Yes. Yeah, that real happy music. Yeah, it just, but it fits. <laughs> yes, it does. Because it, cause it yeah. starts off happy, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm happy. <laughs> and there's one nice shot I wanted to bring up. It's done really well. It's when the boy, when Marco, is looking outside the window at the swing swing. And you see the swing and you see the reflection of him. Yeah. Real nice shot. No? Oh, great yeah. shot. Great yeah, shot. Like, again, like composition is... is uh, is major. It's just awesome. It's just fantastic. I, like a broken record now. But, I already want to watch this movie again because I'm just like, it's been a. I mean, I I crammed these in, but this was one of the first ones I watched. And whenever I watch, like you know, especially prepping for a show, watch like five movies in such a short period of time, taking notes. Usually, like the first one or two kind of like fades a little, even though I really liked it. Well, you yep. know, I'm starting to think. I although I said that shock was probably my most fun from an entertainment standpoint but I, this probably is the best out of the three and i know that that will it be argumentative because i think a lot of people hold lisa and the devil in in a very high regard but for me for these three i'd say that this one was the best movie uh, i'd say i had the most fun watching baron blood because it was just a little bit more check your brain at the door style but this is probably the best movie yeah i'm down with it all all around it held my attention the entire time and it was my favorite movie, straight up. So I'll tell you, I, I gave it a, a 7.25. That's what I give it. It's still low, lowish compared to what I thought you were going to come in at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. I, cause I, I came in higher than that. I, I, wow. I, was, I was an 8. I was an 8. I yeah, tied it yeah, my favorite Wow. Blood. That's yeah. what I am. You know how I am, though, with movies that have reels dealing with mental illness. I love. I don't know why I just love mental illness as a theme of, of films. Maybe because I'm mental, but <laughs> eight, eight out of ten for me. Yeah, I uh, nice. And and that that was you know that was right on par. I Baron Blood, even though I really enjoyed it, was my least favorite of the three. It's funny. And again, I, well, it would be based on the fact of the type of movies you like. I w- that wouldn't have actually yeah. surprised well, me. So you know what? But it wasn't. It wasn't just because it was straightforward. It was you know for the reasons that I said when we reviewed it. You know, the, almost like too simplistic and kind of like silly in a few areas where it should have been a little bit more developed. Totally understand. But I, but, again, Derek, thank you again, because there's a couple of things that we say in these shows. We've done tons of slashers. And when we did hammer movies last year, we said we wanted to see more hammer. And so we, I know you didn't give us the hammer movies, but we got a hammer movie this episode. And then I also said when we did the Jalo film that I ended up branching out and I watched like, uh, well, we watched Bay of blood, I think. But then I also yes. watched like Blood and Blacklist. I said, I want to watch more uh, Mario Bava films. And so thank you, Derek, because yes. this just gave me three more to, 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 that were all first time watches for me. Me too. Yeah, and even to Rob H. Thanks for Ghostwatch. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're the Rob that switched your Patreon, <laughs> <laughs> I can say, man. 
Yeah, thanks all you guys. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I have the announcement for next show. This is what they are. Uh, for Del Toro, from, from the Ram Man, we are going to be watching Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, and Crimson Peak. Yes. I'm sorry, can you repeat those with, one more time? Yep. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Yes. Hell, Hellboy. Yeah. And Crimson Peak. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What? That's my number one of 2015. I know. I know. <laughs> and also... Wasn't Goosebumps your number two? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Clown House. Clown House and Just Before Dawn are the triple R's. So that's what we're doing next show. We'll see you then. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to the patrons. Thank you to the listeners. Um, we're going to have some giveaways coming up soon, but we'll talk about that next show. And next show we 4K may... TV. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going 8K. <laughs> <laughs> Next show, we might have a surprise as well. But um, we'll see when we get there. That's show 81. This is show 80. And we got to get out of here. But I do want to say thank you. Thank you again to this guy, Brandon. Welcome back, B. No, thank you to you guys and and everybody for being super supportive the last uh, month or six weeks, however long it's been. But uh, things are things are looking up and I'm I'm glad to be back. This was a this was the blast. And uh, we'll see you guys in episode 81 on episode 81 in. Until then, keep the aisle seats free. I am the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) If you skin a cat, you must catch it first. And never give anyone a nicky nicky nine. (laughs) Unless it's in the glory hole. (laughs) Unless it's in Pipes' glory hole. (laughs) Exploded heads, we're out. (laughs) 